<laughs> what's happening? What's happening, weirdos? <laughs> like what? Like what's, what did? Like, well, Val's here. <laughs> oh, he, oh, it's not a visual medium. You didn't know that Val was here. That's right. That's I'm right. here. But don't worry, Val haters. She's not in the episode. <laughs> Let's face it. I'm not for everyone. And some of you have explicitly told us that. Is that true? Well, you told me one person did. I got one email. And I and that was like part of why I was like, I'm out. Yeah, I'm not. I'm out. sweet. Well, this is Ashling B. A-I-S-L-I-N-G. Ashling. Yeah. Where's the H in there? B, B-E-A. Should just be a B, shouldn't it? A-S-H-L-I-N-G, the letter B. Yeah. There, I fixed your... <laughs> I fixed your stupid name, Ashling. No, she's the best. 100% JK. 100% JK. 100% JK. 100% JK. Can you tell we're on vacation? <laughs> yeah, we're going to do a We Made It Weird from up here. This should be it. I know. <laughs> but it's the intro to the Wednesday episode. But uh, And then it doesn't matter. We're backlogged, so the vacation episode of We Made It Weird will actually be out a week from Friday. Oh, yeah. Because you're having your polyp surgery. That's right. I'm finally getting my voice fixed. So Val won't be able to talk for two weeks, so we're backlogging. We're backlogging, which sounds poop related. Yeah. I'm a little (laughs) backlogged. It's a funny way to say you're constipated. constipated. I'm never constipated. Otherwise, I would love to use that. I've never been constipated. What is this? (laughs) I don't know. But I'm I've starting to understand people's for, complaints about Oh, my jeez. You take it back. I take it back. Okay. <laughs> I wish I could take some of this back out of the backlog. These um, logs back, back, back out. Thank you. <laughs> uh, anyway, this is Ashling B. You can see us both uh, in Home Sweet Home Alone. If we're going to plug something, because we're not going to plug, uh, we're not going to plug Largo because we're postponing the January Largo Mm -hmm. because I don't know if you've noticed, but Toto, Totos has L, L COVID. (laughs) I sound like Greg. Oh, well, um, Totos has L COVID. (laughs) Yeah. What did I say that was like Greg last night? Uh, you said. Oh, I don't participate with porn anymore. Yeah. You're like, I'm not really participating with Um, it anymore. When it comes to. Porn, um, I'm not really participating with that right now, <laughs> is such a Greg so Vieg thing to say from Succession. And this is a Succession fan podcast. You should know that. <laughs> you should know right up top. 100% we JK. We talk Succession and 100% we have poop-related yes. advice. Mm-hmm. Well, um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, this is, a- this is Ashling B., and she's incredible. She's so funny and such a delight. And we did it IRL. We did it in person. I love her so before much. Before everything went chunky, funky, monkey. I know. She's so great. She came into our house. She was an instant hit with Leela. She's yes. like just one of those people who knows exactly how to talk to kids mm. in a way that will both delight the child and the adults listening That's to her. That's a good way of putting it. I agree with that. Um, so she's just a real treat for, for the eyes and ears. And you get to experience, get to experience her it with her with your ears, and we did it. We made it weird style because Katie wasn't there. It was the only time right. in the ten plus year history of the show yeah. that I forgot to tell Katie. Oh, so we did it like this. Yeah. It actually felt a little like should I be doing this? I know she was. I came in and she was sitting in my seat. And yeah, I was like no, mm, no. I, if anybody was going to take my place, I'd choose her. That's the sound that I'm making. Um, mm-hmm. 
Well, guys, I want full full transparency, okay? Like, the way that ads work is if you buy something using the promo code, that's, that's how we sell ads. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just trying to... <laughs> cards on the table. I just... I mean, like, the reason why I don't want you to skip them and why I want you to buy these things is, one, these are things we actually use and love. Yeah. So we're not endorsing things that we don't actually use and actually really love. Usually starts by loving it and then reaching out to the company, in yeah. fact. Mm-hmm. But if you use that promo code, it goes back to them and they go, hey, this is working and it helps keep the lights on here at the show. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate it. And this week's Pete's Picks are no different. <laughs> is this like, is this, what is this? Are you Garrison Keeler? And this week's Pete's Picks are no different. <laughs> Can we even say that anymore? <laughs> I mean, you can say his name. Yeah, well, I did an impression. That's the next love. Well, you, yeah. Yeah, well, okay, so do you like headphones? I bet you do. Yes, uh, but you, you know do. what? What? Just like regular ass headphones, and this is real. 100% real? Hurts, hurt my ears. Uh, me, double two. And Not isn't just it the one worst, tooth, double two. like a cartilage sore? Yes. Is the it worst. feels it's sort of like, like you have a pimple growing on the inside of your nose, but it's your uncomfortable ass earbuds. That's it. Because guess what, folks? Those earbuds aren't custom fit. Because guess what? It used to be that custom fit earbuds was like a three-week process and you have to fly to Sweden to do it. That's an exaggeration. But it was true. You had to spend a lot, a lot, a lot of money to get custom fit earbuds that didn't hurt. And guess what? Ultimate Ears is here to fix that. I am all about my tech. I'm always going from my phone to my laptop to my desktop, and I'm always wearing them while I'm working. I was just writing, as you can tell by how jazzed up I am right now. I've been writing all day. Earbuds in. Block out the sound and get in that focus zone, get in that flow state. But... It, before I had my UE Fits, it was very, very uncomfortable. So with as much as we rely on our devices, it's easy to forget about the hardware we're born with, which is our ears. Like our fingerprints, no two are exactly alike, and that's why your earbuds, like us, probably cause you some discomfort or even physical pain, kind of like a zit on the inside of your nose after a while. The Ultimate Ears Fits True Wireless Custom Fit Earbuds from Ultimate Ears, ears are here to change just that. These are not only my work earbuds, they are my workout earbuds. They definitely are sweat resistant and they fit perfectly even if you're jostling and jumping about. Uh, They stay in place and they're comfortable all day and they sound great. And for podcasts like this one and for music, they're engineered to provide a full warm sound with a tight punchy low end and you can custom set the EQ presets through the app as well. With 8 hours of continuous playback on a single charge and up to 20 hours with the charging case, Ultimate Ears Fits are the perfect for listening to your favorite shows like this one all day long. You take them out of the box, they're sort of these amorphous gelatinous blobs. You put them in your ear, the blobs heat up with this technology which is incredible. It's like this purple blue light heats it up and it goes and fits into your ear and boom, you have earbuds that are custom made for you in your home in like 30 seconds and it's incredible. If you try fits and don't love them as much as I do, don't worry, Ultimate Ears offers a 30 day money back guarantee plus you'll get free shipping, free returns and a one year warranty. Use promo code WEIRD at UE.com slash fits to get your pair of UE fits for just $169 during their holiday sale. That's UE.com slash fits and use promo code WEIRD. That's Pete's pick number one. UE fits, because we all have different sized holes. I like that. (laughs) 
I like that. <laughs> I hope they do. I mean, second of all, I'm wearing it right now. This is this is a product that has absolutely changed both Val and I's life. Got it's mine. changed that we just got it to for a, a kid that we knew mm-hmm. that was having some anxiety problems. Uh, it's 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 the Apollo Neuro. You've heard us talk a lot about the Apollo Neuro, even just on the show, because I, I can't stop talking about it to pretty much anyone I meet. People notice it. I tell them about it. And I'm going to say nine times out of ten they end up getting one because I'm very, very passionate about it. Yeah. It is a wearable tech. You've heard about wearable technology. This goes around your wrist. goes on the inside of your wrist, sort of like how cool people wear their watches, like Johnny Depp might wear his watch. I got mine on my ankle. You can also wear it on your ankle, which is like, kind of like discreet. Like yeah. I'm sort of more of a Enneagram 4, so I like wearing it and being like, it's not a watch, it's actually wearable tech. Yeah, and I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you, you hate that about me, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> it uses vibrations to speak directly to your nervous system, basically... Not tricking, but convincing your body that you are experiencing the sensation of being held. It's like a wearable hug for your nervous system using touch therapy to help you feel safe and in control. Helps you relax, sleep, focus, and be more productive. You can wear it on your wrist or your ankle. It delivers gentle, soothing vibrations. They're not really perceptual. You can set it even lower. I keep it around 30-40%. Or you can have it really, really subtle. And it trains your nervous system to recover and rebalance after stress. It is incredible. It's like finding the um, the fuse box to your emotional system, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Energy and wake up, you will definitely notice that one. It's like espresso, but you don't have to drink any caffeine. I do that before my uh, workouts. After my workouts, I put it on rebuild and recover. Helps my body recover faster. I do that before. Uh, I do that after stressful dinners mm-hmm. with my family mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Social and open is just what it sounds like. Helps you flow and get into an, a more social. Pl- uh, state clear and focused is what it's on right now because I've been writing. I swear by that, and they have some very very exciting uh, double blind studies that they haven't yet published, but very very exciting stuff about the clear and focused setting specifically. Meditation and mindfulness, which is what I set it for, not only when I'm meditating, which helps me go way way deeper than I had in years. I also just put on meditation and mindfulness if I'm at a dinner and having a hard time blocking out the conversation of the people that are too, way too close to us. That's what mine's on. Right right now. You are funny. It is true, though. Relax and unwind is what I put it on at night when I'm watching a movie. Uh, Val and I call it the try to stay awake setting. It really will Mm. get me ready for bed. And when I'm in bed, I put it on sleep and renew. And the best part of sleep and renew is if I wake up in the middle of the night to pee and I get back in bed and my mind is awake, I hit both buttons on the Apollo and it reruns the program that you ran most recently, which is sleep and renew, and helps me fall back asleep. This is Huge. I love it. Mm-hmm. Trains your nervous system to cope with stress. It, it's not woo-woo. I know you guys know I love woo-woo stuff, but this was developed by a neuroscientist and a board-certified psychiatrist who have been studying the impact of chronic stress in humans for de- uh, nearly 15 years. Their effect on stress, sleep, cognitive performance, and recovery have been proven in multiple clinical trials and real-world real world studies. You can even get 10% off. 10% off by going to apolloneuro.com slash weird and show your support of this show. That's A-P-O-L-L-O-N-E-U-R-O dot com slash weird. Boom. 
Boom, boom. Last but not least is my and Val's multivitamin is Ritual, the cleanest, most wonderful multivitamin. In fact, the only multivitamin I've ever consistently taken because I absolutely love it being a part of my ritual, being a part of my process. In the morning, I take it. It makes me feel ready to start my day, knowing that I'm getting everything, all those gaps from my diet filled in by a wonderful, clean, sugar-free, non-GMO, no allergens, no synthetic fillers, no artificial colorants, multivitamin. It's vegan-friendly. It's formulated with high-quality nutrients and bioavailable forms your body can actually use, which, of course, is super, super huge. When I mention multivitamins to people, they always mention the same thing, which is, don't you just pee that out? Usually, yes. Ritual is the only multivitamin I've ever taken that doesn't turn my pee bright highlighter yellow. You know that feeling like you're like, did any of that get through? It's because it's got the delayed release. It waits until it gets into your lower intestine before it breaks down, and that's where your body can actually absorb these nutrients. Plus, it's got a minty taste, which you wouldn't think matters, but it really matters. It really makes a big difference. It doesn't taste like a disgusting, dry, chalky horse pill. It's a clear pill with a minty flavor. Reasonable size. It's not too big, and it's got, just like a pill from the future, it's got the little floating dots in the middle. Mm -hmm. And a multivitamin, as you know, should contain key nutrients that your body can actually use and fill those gaps, like D3, hard for me to get as a vegan, and B12. D3, of course, is important for immune health, and B12 is very important for so many things, including energy. It's all in there in two daily pills, and you'll know what nutrients you're taking and where they come from, thanks to Ritual's one-of-a-kind visible supply chain. Now available for women, men, and teens, Ritual multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support the different stages of life. And this is my favorite part. One of the things that motivates me to take them is knowing that it's a subscription and it's coming. So I don't want them to get backed up and they never have because I know they're coming. And they show up at the door in very, very minimal packaging, which I really appreciate. And that, again, keeps me on in that ritual and on track to keep taking them. We're here on vacation, but they're right there in the bathroom because I always remember to take them. And I love that it's sort of the treadmill of, of vitamins. They're on their way and it keeps me going. If I do uh, get a buildup, which I have once, it's very easy. The website is wonderful to snooze, uh, start, or cancel your subscription anytime. And if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund your first order. So get the key nutrients without the BS. Ritual is offering listener, uh, weirdos 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash weird to start your ritual today and show your support of this show. All right, everybody. Enjoy Ashling, Ashling Bay. Ashling Bay. You want to say it? Get into it. Loved it. <laughs> I oh. mean, no, this is very, uh, this is just how it is, man. Do I need that? <laughs> I was going to say, do I need this? Ugh. That's like what, my kettlebell? Yeah. But I love it how you still stay kind of like indie because it's a, got a devil face on it. That was from... Do I need headphones? No. no. Oh. Ash. Oh, hi. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something that I've never told anyone before. Oh, my God. I forgot to tell Katie. You know, our technician. Oh, that's my mic too. oh is that Just your mic as well? So no, we don't move it all the way to me. See how loud I am? Yeah. You can have it right over Well, I, I just said, yeah, and then watched my yeah, voice see, go up you as are. big you're as very, yours. No, you're, you're very, oh, I'm going to put a little verb on us. There you go. Anyway, I forgot to tell Katie. Katie is our technician. She was here last time. So are, is this even recording? <laughs> 
that it would be a complete waste of my time to just spend some time with you, Pete. And no one recorded. <laughs> wow, you've been in LA long enough. I bless you with an espresso. If two, <laughs> like if, I dip my thumb in a, in a pumpkin spice latte. What is the LA drink? I don't know the riff. Help, help the riff. Help the riff. Um, it's the LA uh, river water. Tequila, tequila soda. Oh, but it's got to be the Clooney tequila. Oh, Clooney tequila. Yeah. Which one is that? It's like he her, puts his own Los, worms at the bottom of them, and um, he catches his worms. He does have Los tequila. Clooney, Los Los no, Espresso, Los, Los Hermanos, or something. Oh. It's funny, this is the setup that Val and I do the Friday edition, and I'm always moving the mic towards her, and I just moved the mic away from you. Oh, <laughs> oh no. There it is. You can see there it. it is. You so loud. Apologies to anyone in America just going, my ears. My ears. I really do have great projection. You strike you me do. as someone, though, who, uh, the one thing I have, and I don't want to be arrogant. Your is, podcast? Uh, no, I don't have a podcast, oh. but soon, surely, it'll get us all in the end. You the B-list. Like the way we'll all get COVID at some point, probably. No, you know, I think don't we'll be all one end of those. I'm never getting it. I've, I've like never had the regular flu. I'm not being one of those people. I'm super careful. Yeah. But yeah. I don't get the flu. But I was and super not, careful and, and I got it when oh, I was double vaxxed. Oh, so yeah, it's you just, can get it vaxxed. Yes. You just don't get it as bad. Oh, yeah, I didn't get it as bad. Although Val told me that you're not supposed to be get, it, get it as easily if you're vaxxed. Well, this is what I, I wonder, but then I think it was a breakthrough. I think it was a Delta. The old Delta. Well, I got it off another actor, so I am hoping it was like the star quality variant. Um, you know, just the one that sort of like only you actors and performers can get. Who books that? Um, I, yeah, Who I would books be good the to Delta? get on. <laughs> I've been kicked out of the Delta first class lounge. My agent's negotiating me like a mild flu with no cough um, for 10 days. That is so yeah. funny. That is such a trap talent. I love it. What happened? You really got it. Yeah, yeah. I was double vaxxed and I got it. On this sort of uh, independent movie. So very me in a way of getting it. You know what I mean? Home Alone was an independent movie. <laughs> you got it from Archie? Yeah, it was small an independent, child on independent Home movie. Alone. Home Sweet Home Alone. Home please. Sweet Home Alone. As you know, Holmes, we are not allowed to say Homes Alone. So we have to say Home Sweet Home Alone. Is that Home true? Alone. Yeah, we, well, we were discouraged from not naming it as it was. Because it's not Home Alone, is it? Yeah, but it is, isn't it? No, it's not. It's like, it, is Jurassic it? World Jurassic Park? Whoa, good question. <laughs> if only we had a phone line now and this was live, we could get the viewers. Here, let's back. call Jeff Golden. Uh, uh, yeah, actually, uh, um, world. Yeah, it's a whole, the park sure. is in the world. Uh, yes. Oh, but first, it's some really experimental do, jazz. I, to, I, <laughs> <laughs> I have to feel the fabric of your sweater. That's how you do a, yes. a Jeff Golden. Oh, oh yeah. That's Whoa, a, a lanolin. Aaron, yeah, Aaron, very Aaron, nice. Aaron sweat, Aaron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, Wonderful. there's spikes on it too. Wonderful. But the one thing you should realize is these aren't any dinosaurs these are uh, go- going to kill us uh, uh, the funny thing about these ones are they are uh, real yes and real things can uh, eat other real things yeah. and, and you know what we are real things and being bound by reality in the third dimension <laughs> these are the rest. I can't I was going to try and be another character and I couldn't remember if it was Attenborough's brother is it is Attenborough's it, is brother? R- Richard Attenborough. Does he play... Richard Attenborough? The head of um, the Jurassic Park pa- Palace. Or is he based on... So basically, David Attenborough, I'm pretty sure, as in, here, here we come, are, here comes in your middle latte. of the... Yeah. Oh. Just so you know. Oh. Val's going to bring me a latte. Bring, Val's bringing you a latte. I thought you, you were saying Look, that we're something. in the We Made It Weird. Oh. Hi, Leela. Oh, 
Okay, the beans are old, so it's not my best work. Hi, Gigi. I will Hi, send it back if it's not good enough. Um, I, and I won't be chicken. able to do anything for you. Little chicken, little chicken, little chicken, little chicken, little chicken. Eating the bread. Eating the bread. Eating the bread. Feed the chicken. There you are, chicken. There you are. Lila, can you make the sound of a chicken? You're so good. That's old chicken. That's kind of cool. That's what I said. We gotta go out. They're gonna work. You're welcome to be here. Or you will end up on the worst of all things. A podcast with your father. Can you imagine? The shame in the playground. Love you, chicken. Bye bye. Bye bye. She waved a little bye bye. Her little chicken hand. When you she's dressed as a chicken, everyone. Yes, that that would make sense. I thought your child was a chicken. I was like, how am I going to tell this couple that what they have raised is is a chicken? Well, when she came out of an egg, that was a clue. Yeah. I can't do uh, the. When Val was like, "Rock, Pete, you're not going to believe it." (laughs) We never even had sex. I just inseminated. Did chickens have sex? Yes. No, you, yes. just, you just made that Do you up. know why? Do you know why? <laughs> oh, no. Nope, you're good. Uh, yes. <laughs> you know why? Because they do a, a chicken, chicken we eat, here we go, it, an egg we eat is technically, uh, this is a chicken period. And then it's like, it's that not a fertilized not. egg. And then the egg that comes out with chickens in them is because of uh, sex with a cock. With the cock. Yeah, well, I didn't want to say it so confidently, but I'm not surprised you do, Pete. You disgust me. We did, a, we did a show last night. Cock, so. We did a show last night, and there was a young woman yeah. doing stand-up. Uh, oh, I'm, I forget her name. It was something She's like Glenny or something. Mm-hmm. It really was. It was like mm-hmm. Glenice. It was like Gla in Well, I'm sure a... it's less insulting for you to be throwing out suggestions of what Well, I'm trying was. to get it in case you remembered it. You birdie oh, twat. So oh, no. <laughs> You're the woman. Birdie you, twat. You birdie twat. You're supposed to be together. You got me to write birdie twat on my hand last night. Because you were Before nervous. I went out. I was nervous about the and show. I said, write you birdie as, twat. And I was like, now. as long as no one finds out. I'm nervous and you never tell anyone <laughs> Pete um, and then you were like well just write that you're a Bernie twat on your hand and I did write Bernie twat and then I kind of smudged you did write Bernie twat yeah you did yeah on oh. my hand and then actually you can still see remnants of it was just there yeah I can see a little Leo on and there. then I was afraid Remnant. that um, someone would be able to read my hand it's a bad sign if someone can read your hand if someone yeah but nobody says Bernie twat here Mm. So we would just think it was an absurd collection yes, of words. Yes, yes, like maybe it's something. Bird, birdie twat is birdie twat. much more fun. But anyway, oh, yes, yes. I said to you, this woman, who I'd like to point out that neither me nor you can remember her name. But that's because we, we got there in the start of her session. I didn't know her, but she, she was brilliant. Okay, well, I'm in trouble because I did meet her. Anyway, she was very funny. And I said, she's funny. And then you went, so do you respect her now? Yeah, Pete. Which was unreal. Oh, you're disgusting. You're no, disgusting. I was going no. to look up What are you name. doing? I was going to look up the name. Why? Because that's a <laughs> massive thing. Imagine if you JK, of all people JK. know. Oh my God, JK. Give it a, you give it JK. a goog. Give it a goog. Give it a goog. Give it a goog. Let me just uh, bear with us. Call you this. have COVID. I'll write down some notes here. Yes. You um, have COVID. I'll also, also write down crippling oh. insecurity. Yeah. For yourself. Ew. No, you you had crippling insecurity. Well, it's more... Last night. It's more that I felt... Was it COVID-19? No, it wasn't COVID-19 that made me nervous. It was my inner soul's COVID-19. No, that you had. You got the 19? Oh. (laughs) 
I hope it was a 19, like think, retro Delta variant. Do you think Delta's upset that it didn't get its own number? These are bits. Interesting, interesting. I think that it, well, for a while it was a, a racist name of it. They were calling it just like the Indian variant or whatever. And then they changed it to Delta. So oh, really? Would, yeah. So that would be, so uh, basically people wouldn't just associate it with a people or a country, which is absolutely the right thing to do. Yes. Um, You're looking for your tagged photos. Yes. Because she'll be in the lineup and her name is? Galena Ravina. I was kind of right. Galena. Galena Ravina. Galena, I thought. so brilliant. And Galena, I'm sorry we didn't um, meet properly last night. I... Because I'm a kind person, would have remembered your name if we'd met. I don't think that's true. I'm going to ask Pete. you for that name in 20 minutes. Galina Ravina, <laughs> actually a brilliant name. A it is a good name. name, but I really wish you would forget it. So in 20 I minutes, know. I can go. What's that name? And you'll Did go. You know ah, I Galinda. I won't. I will. I will remember it just to spite you. Of course. Well, spite is a. Gr- can I tell you something? Oh, spite keeps you going. I'm going to tell you something. Mm. This is how the this is how the podcast works. It's been a couple <laughs> years. Oh, oh, here we go. Pete's I'm going to tell myself. I'm going to tell you something, and then I want you to. Tell Tell me what you think of. Okay. 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 I'm going to keep it real short. I can already say facetious, but anyways, tell me it anyway. Feces. <laughs> Feces, pieces. <Okay. laughs> oh my God. That's like the candy Beetlejuice shit. Yeah. Like exactly. I eat feces, pieces because he's nasty. No. Uh, okay. One, two reasons I did a set last night. One of them, you know. Mm-hmm. One, I had a dream mm-hmm. uh, that I was doing stand-up and I just couldn't remember how to do it. It was the worst. You're not exactly the Martin Luther of comedy right now, are you? I had a dream that I was doing stand-up and... Oh my uh... God, I'm such a uh, religio head. I thought you meant Martin Luther, for whom Martin Luther King is named after. I'm oh, sure. yeah, yes. I'm, I'm not the sure. The Lutheran yeah. Church. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting, yeah. I yeah. thought you were accusing me of nailing precepts to a wooden door okay no exactly what you don't situate i do you do it was the start of the protestant church that's right well that was, i mean there's like a... 99 problems but a priest ain't one <laughs> lest he nailed to the door of the church i'm touching Thank you, you very much i'm touching Pete. you like jeff goldblum i'm touching the fabric of <laughs> your sweater a wonderful oh, reference yes. there uh, from uh, uh yes uh, uh, 1600s uh, as a as a celt you should know uh, Thank protestant you. catholic relations yes uh, oh yes oh glasses he just but, says glasses at the end glasses <laughs> Because he's always thinking about eyeglasses. Well, he he, He needs them. He needs them to to, to see uh, and to hear sometimes. Takes takes 40 years off. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What was your dream, Pete? Okay, so one, the dream was I sucked at uh, stand-up. People are calling... The switchboard is lighting up for people to say that wasn't a dream. (laughs) That was not a dream. That was last Tuesday at the Comedy Store. (laughs) I have it on film. Um, No, it's worse... It's actually, I prefer it to the actor's nightmare, mm. you know, the actor where you don't know your lines mm. and you're in a play. It's always yeah. a play. Oh. Um, I had the stand up comedian's actor's nightmare. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at my set list and it literally said things like lighthouse tuba. And I'm just, mm-hmm. and I'm about to go on stage and I'm like, oh, I'll just ask for suggestions. I'll just riff. And it was just a nightmare. And I woke up and I was like, oh God, it's been too long and mm. I have to do a spot. And I'm ruled by my dreams quite a bit, quite embarrassing. No. Uh, but if I have a dream, I'm like, okay, I gotta have a show. And I also, and but this that's is, not a bad whoop. thing. We need to learn to um, respect our dreams, like Jason the Ameri- American Technicolor Dram Coat. Joseph, <laughs> that's not how you say it. Did you yes. say Jason? I said Jason and the American Technicolor Dram Coat, which was the Amdram production of the successful Jason. Technical- 
Joseph. I'm the technical and drama code. And the American technical and drama code. Jason. Just speaking, sometimes I'm like, I speak Jason so fast and so much. American and it sometimes has happened before I've thought it through. And I'm like, yeah, let's, it was happening on stage last night. Jason. Because I was tired, I kept on saying things like, um, I remember one time I was like, oh, that song that they played, or something like that. I keep on hearing that song. And I I just was losing my Mine? accent. I just said oh. it. Well, it is a fake it. accent. We've always Thank known Thank you. That. It's my niche. It's Thank my you. brand. Cheers. It's my brand. Boobs are real. Accent's fake. I had someone uh, that I know thought that Gary Goldman pretended to be sick so he could so like you faking an accent yeah is not even the top of the mountain mm. of conspiracy theories re stand-up comedy what? and somebody that i know is like did he really have uh depression like they wow. thought maybe he made it up to get an hbo wow. special but there have been some comedians throughout our history yes that uh people there's reason to suspect that maybe i don't know i don't even want to get involved in that chat you've been but in people this have faked um, things. shed that per- you record perhaps. your podcast in for this two is... years now since i last saw you haven't you yeah we, we. yeah you yeah well you got some big ideas i got some hot takes i'm ruled by my dreams i got some hot takes well, on here's the second one you're gonna love it this is mm-hmm. better so we went and got our Christmas tree, mm-hmm. and uh, which was great. Mm-hmm. But I realized that I am triggered. I'm going to use the word triggered. Yes. By Christmas. I hate Christmas. Well, you're going to love this. Oh my God, yeah, go and on. And I am going to spin it, and I'm going to throw it back to you. Ah! It's real short. We got the tree, and I just realized I was getting very sad. And oh. I'm going to jump right to the, to the punchline. And I love my family, and we all yeah. did the best we could. Mm-hmm. But my family, and I would say this to them, and it's one of the best things about them, is they would laugh and they Mm -hmm. would know that I was being real. I was like, we don't get along, especially Mm. the four of us. Different combinations can sometimes have a better run. But all four of us together, there's something in our pheromones that mixes together and it smells like Reese's feces. Yes. Just bad. So... Of course, it would be hard for me to trim the tree Mm. with the music playing and the stockings being hung because it's the same decorations as when I was a child Mm -hmm. and feeling very strange, like off, a little unsafe, a little little scared. Sometimes you say things and I'm like, me too, sister, me too. Well, this is you. This is the Ashling B episode. It's Mm. not the Pete episode, but uh, the same music. You're listening to the same music. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, not to overshare, but I immediately go back to a. I see my mom like crying. I see like my brother retreating. Mm. I see your, me, I was going to say your boy, your boy <laughs> kind of sweaty being like streaks on the China, like trying yeah. to put on a show. And because I felt all that, I really wanted to do a show and had a great show mm. because my comedy, the fertilizer in the comedy soil is that, as you would say, shite. You yes. know what I mean? That yeah, that yeah, hurt yeah. is actually hurt. good. Yeah, no, it, it's not. Well, it's a different way of processing it that feels uh, positive. There is this book that I'm listening and to. And I at the needed moment. it. You I needed, needed it, it you to, needed, pro- to to yes. process it. I'm agreeing mm-hmm, with you. Mm-hmm. I needed to process it, and the set helped me process. I feel that very sadness. similar. And I came home and I was like, I'm I'm fine with Christmas. Like I'm okay yeah. with Christmas today. Whoa! But that was your journey. That's nuts. Well, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's going to go up and down. There the is whole this book season. that I'm listening to at the moment, and you will love, and it's called The Body Holds Score, <sighs> and it's an amazing book all about. <clears throat> That our bodies often remember trauma. And listen, trauma can be the absolute worst of the things. And, you know, veterans and, you know, the, yes. the classic example of this 
book would be a bang going off in the street and someone being yep. pulled back physically like they're in a war. Now, whatever your thing is that traumatized you, and often trauma can be things that happened to you that you didn't know there was going to be an end in sight rather than like a bad time. Ooh, yeah, so that's, that's like, a oh, great definition. I never knew when it was going to end. That is a great definition. Yeah. Because yeah. you're like... Even as a kid, Mm -hmm. just to thoroughly and enthusiastically agree with you, I wasn't like, well, around New Year's, you know, Mm -hmm. they'll be off to their life again. Like, I was just sort of like, is this forever? Do we live in this bad feeling for forever? Yes. And I think you'll Mm -hmm. probably relate is it makes it, I know I look like I like Christmas and I do like Christmas, but it takes an effort. And there's a huge part of me that doesn't like Christmas because it makes me so sad. And then other people are so into Christmas and Mm -hmm. so happy. I never knew I was one of these people. I'm 42. I just figured out that Christmas makes me sad. Sad, yeah. It's also a very, um, it's an extreme, I find it and I love my family so incredibly and I'm normally the problem (laughs) because I have such a loud energy and if I'm sad, sometimes it makes quite a loud sound. Even if I don't want anyone to notice me, it's very noticeably because loud Because it's so silence. quiet? Yes, sometimes. Ah. And Oh, I'm scared of a quiet, actually. Yay. I would like just... And you don't want anyone stairs. to like it. You're like, I don't want my power in this room right now. I would rather, you know, sit in the corner or whatever. But you have to learn how to be a big girl and uh, do all sorts of things. But... Um, with uh, Christmas, it feels like it's the most wonderful time of the street. Can I can I say one thing about Home Alone? Uh, yes, Home Sweet Home Alone. Yes, I wish they had learned how to play those bells for real. And I would say that to anybody involved in the production, that scene would have been ten times funnier. I, have you ever seen someone play bells? Like in a church? It's the funniest thing in the world. And if they had been, if Ellie and Rob, who did a great job. They're amazing. And I love them. Mm-hmm. But if they had been burdened by like a oneer, like a real oneer, I know it's not practical, but of them, a long take where they really have to stay in time of doom, 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 doom. nothing funnier than people really playing those bells. I would love bells. that skill. That would be such a pull it out of the party. I can play the bills like uh, the second gig I did last <laughs> night after the one we did. Um, there was a comedian beatboxing. Oh, he! W- I just wish I had something that's really unique other than talking. Oh know? my god! Like, I think really it's funny properly. that you think bells is that. Well, it's it's just so unique, and if you're good, it's impressive. It is like a I sort don't of like, know wow. if anyone's good. There's always the person on the very high bells, and they often have to play the most notes. And the panic mm, yeah. of ringing it, putting it down, and picking up another one. Ding, ding, like it's the funniest thing in the world. And then some of the guy goes, dung, da, da, dung, da, and Well, there's the one. bass guys. Dung, da, 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 da. And it's like, we gave Jerry the bell because he's not great. He does one big bomb. He's got the big bell. He's, <laughs> he's got, got the, the Liberty bell. bell, I'm pretty sure. Do you get that? Um, yes, I do. Um, <laughs> the same way I got your Lutheran reference about oh. the uh, theses that were nailed to the church. That's what they were called. And that happened in Europe. Yeah, cool. happen in Europe. So I'm going this side of the pond. I'm going that side of the pond. Okay, so Jumping you are so the me, body keeps um, score, and you got quiet, and it was terrible. As I say in the ad word, circling back, <gasps> uh, I feel like Christmas is the. Um, it's like the most opposite to how you feel. It's in. The, it's on the radio. It's on TV. And there's this set, especially of anyone who's been alive the last fifty years and has Christmas TV. 
we are given an, a sort of American homogenized example yeah. yes. of this is a family. You, These are the feelings at I'm worst. Sorry, I keep touching your shoulder, but I'm freaking out because I feel so seen and it's really healing me. Yeah. I watch some, I watch those movies and I get mad. Yeah. I'm like, that's not, and my whole yeah. life I wanted ironically the home alone family. Cause I grew up in a small family with an amazing mother, but she was grieving. We were kids and she would do Christmas and Santa for us every year. <sighs> and when I found out there was no Santa, sorry guys. Um, <laughs> there, I could not believe what I she'd mean, been doing yes. for like 10 years on her own. And that made me so sad that she had like managed to get Sylvanian families, these like weird little rabbit uh, uh, kind of stuffed toy families into the sitting room while we were asleep overnight. Mm-hmm. That she'd gone the help of the neighbours managing to get like one time like a little playhouse into the sitting room. And we were like, it must have gotten here through the chimney through magic. And she'd done it all. And it just made me... And as you're growing and grieving and all that kind of stuff, and then suddenly you have to sit down and look at all these people. And it's almost like the emotion and love and hate of the world and la 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 is all. And you have to sit there for three courses. Wait, what you is know? the hate of the world? What? Well, just like if you're sad, like the, the idea of... Well, and also, not, why did that make you sad? Because that sounds I so think magical. But, but No, because you're aware of how sad the reality is of rather than like this playful space. And I was probably grappling with my own mind and a teenage brain trying to work out and process your feelings. And at any stage, if you haven't processed and given words to them and labeled them... It just comes out as and not being able to express yourself and feeling a lack of escape. And maybe during those years as well, you're a kid and teenage years when you're feeling sad, what you actually need to do is be around strangers and play rather than with the people you don't have to behave for. And when we first got my when we first got my brother in law, (laughs) um, he came for Christmas and it was so we started having our good Christmases because we had a stranger we had to uh, perp- um, behave for. Can I touch your shoulder one more time? Thank you. My shoulder is going to have a death <laughs> in it at the end. Like, please. Body keeps the score. Yeah, you know, like in uh, Rome when, when tourists go and like rub certain monuments and eventually sure. like it gets rubbed away. Of course. Because they're praying. That's what yes. my shoulder's going to be like. Uh, overly like, rubbed brass. If they do enough seasons of Ted Lasso, that Believe poster is going to get a little yeah. weird too. Uh, I'm paid to make those references. I, I don't even like the show but Apple is paying I'm just kidding oh, oh. you had me with your JK again JK 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 vs reality my family Ash yeah. is never better mm-hmm. Ash than when press has come to talk to it's only happened once yeah but the Boston Globe my hometown newspaper came gave to my a, second series a very happy review of the oh. show thank you very much the Boston Globe thank you very much uh, Thanks very much, the Boston Globe. Nope. That's how I would say no. no really? No. Not no, even perfect? No. It was veering. It felt like an attempt at New York. Oh, so what Thanks I Thanks very much. Yeah. So what I think of Boston is that they have certain words go missing, like words and stuff like that, that like sounds go missing that you don't expect. That's is New it, York with a little Philly. It got the end. A little bit of Philadelphia Let me try again. What is, uh, bo- like, uh, I think of Boston Rob from Survivor. Who? There was a sh- there's a oh, show called Survivor, yeah, and Survivor. one of the original guys was Boston Rob, and he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Were you saying Boston? Boston, that's New Boston York. Boston Rob. Boston. 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 Rob. It's Boston Rob. Think of it as, uh, yeah, I don't know how to coach you out of this. I know it's very difficult. <laughs> I don't know how to coach but you. But for out. once, we're talking, and you're yes. doing my accent not yeah. properly. Yeah, full 
circle offensiveness. Full circle offensiveness. Yeah. Sorry, that was around. <laughs> but yes, go and. Um, oh, so they come by to yes. interview them. So so his name was Neil, I believe. He mm-hmm. came by the house to interview my parents, and I've never seen better parents. Like they were the best. Yeah. Everybody was like funny. They were still exactly who they were, but with like an objective third party. Sorry to uh, reference another book, but there is this uh, sex and relationship therapist. Sorry, Pete, to mention sex in your <laughs> shed here. Stop calling it a <laughs> it, shed. It does. It does. Well, last time I was here, it didn't feel like a shed, but now there's a lot of scattered juice boxes and stuff like that. Yeah. It does feel like a bit of a man's shed. And I've cleaned recently. <laughs> I have. Um, but uh, there's this uh, sex and relationship <laughs> therapist who's amazing called Esther Perel. And she is brilliant and quite a big deal. And her podcast is one of the number one podcasts, Pete, edit in that the out. country. Sorry. <laughs> two edits. Two edits in this episode. Gone. Deleted. <laughs> but she talks about how our partners, and I suppose this would extend to the people you love in your family, are wh- when you feel like maybe attraction or something is waning, you should go to a party and kind of separate from them for the night and see them across the room <gasps> and see them through other people's eyes. And it, it reminds you to see how the, how you looked at them the first time you saw them or when things were good. So the same thing, you know, like that your dad's sexy, whatever it is. Yeah. That the Boston Globe reminds you that your dad is actually sexy. I mean, he's got a certain <laughs> charm. You shouldn't say quoi about him. But um, I, I often find that like when you think of lockdown and our closeness to our close people, and that was the awful bit of it, like we had to see too much of who we'd see without some distance and seeing them through other people's eyes. We were yeah. just looking at our loved ones through our own eyes and it's too much familiarity. Uh-huh. You know. I, well, yep. But I not Val. Val no, I was just going to say. It's what Val told me about you. But I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want to be obnoxious. Val and I, be, I think also because we had the baby, yes. it was just such a different situation. Anyway, mm-hmm. Richard Pryor, I think about this bit all the time. Mm-hmm. I like Pryor. Richard. I don't know if you know that I have great comedy taste. Oh, that doesn't get reflected in your stand-up, but sure. <laughs> I had a dream. I was very bad JK, at stand-up. <laughs> that was not a dream. I mean, people should do a, a, a heckle version. They like, should just play podcasts <laughs> yeah. and heckle them. Oh, that would be gorgeous. Yeah, but you don't have the IP, baby. You don't have the IP. Oh, the internet personality. Oh, yeah. Inter- intellectual property. <laughs> Come on. So Richard Pryor, Richie, mm-hmm. he was a friend. Richard's a friend. Um, mm, to some other people. To, some, to a lot of other people. Uh, not me, but he's a good friend. Mm-hmm. Um, he he had this bit, which I related to so hard. Uh, Val and I have a wonderful <laughs> rhythm. Oh my, I, she, oh my God. Okay. Oh my God. I'm just God. saying, I, I want to be clear, I don't feel this way. I was just with the product of your sexual I relations. I know, your there child. it is. There it is. That's proof. Proof, <laughs> proof I had sex. It happened. It See? happened. A tiny Look, kid. I definitely, chicken. I've definitely done it once. It's a, rich, it's a rare one to be to be determined. Um, anyway, but the reason I mentioned that I've since found a healthier relationship with sex, mm-hmm. and it really has a lot more to do with me, because I used to have a bit that was very reflective of how I thought about sex, which is like. It's like a performance and it's like an achievement. And the joke was men achieve erections and it's like this whole thing. And it's very hyper masculine. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that. And Val's really helped me get more somatic, more body Mm -hmm. keeping the score, get in my Mm -hmm. body, be present and all that Mm -hmm. sort of stuff. So Mm -hmm. I don't feel this way anymore. 
but I dated a, a woman and sex was a big part of that relationship. Okay. And, okay, listen. A player. Listen. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> Catherine wow. O'Hara. A player. I know, player. Oh, I didn't realize we had a player. <laughs> oh, uh, did you watch um, House of Cards? No, because I didn't particularly want to look at Kevin Spacey looking at me down the camera all the time and me sitting there going, really? Why is he still working? (laughs) That show came out so long before that scandal. Before the scandal broke, not before everybody in the industry knew about it. I feel stupid for bringing it up (laughs) because I just wanted to say that there was a character on that show and her Mm -hmm. name was Claire and we always used to say, don't hate... Don't hate the Claire, hate the game. <laughs> Worth it. Yeah. Worth it. Yeah. Don't hate the Claire. Don't no, hate the hate Claire. The I hate the game. Oh, okay, that was worth it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what were we saying? Oh, Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm in this situation, and so was Richard Pryor when he wrote the bit. He, he had like a, 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 a sex-forward relationship, mm-hmm. and she was like, we don't have sex anymore. And he goes, uh, he says something like, Woman, I don't think he says woman, if you know what I mean. Uh, go away for six weeks, and when you come back, we will fuck like rabbits. And I always think of that, what you're saying, the thing yes. about distance. Go away for six weeks. A little weeks. distance. Yes. But it's so American. Like, we were talking about Succession the other mm-hmm. night, and I was like, if, if and Succession is one of my favorite shows, I have no problems with Succession. Mm-hmm. But it's very American that we're doing this, like, third season, and uh, as much as I love it, Mm-hmm. Some people are saying that you're seeing things that they've done in previous seasons. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's why British shows only do two seasons mm-hmm. because they don't want to like become like not formulaic. I'm not calling succession formulaic. I'm getting mm-hmm. nervous. This is my yeah. this is my edit. <laughs> I'll edit this out. I love it, but it's very American to like figure out a way to keep it going forever. We talked and about this saying, last time, didn't let we? Let me tie yeah. this all up. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, real quick. Is because in you don't a, have to be quick. You can take as much no, time as you want. Ah, bless you. <laughs> in the West especially, we're like, if something's good, you should do it all the fucking time mm. and to the max and constantly. Yeah. And that goes for relationships and that goes yes. for TV shows. Let's do a million seasons. Let's have every possible mm. side character gets their own plot and everything yes. because we just want to blow it up and scorch the earth. Yeah. Uh, or, or the opposite. We just want to milk it until mm. it's dead. And it's the same as relationships and you were saying that Coco sort of brought that out it's like Jesus I, I would love to this is why Val and I do like to go to a party or something mm. get dressed up yeah because she sees me in my sweats enough she sees yeah. me in my my juice bottle layer I yeah. call it a layer it's not a shed it's a layer <laughs> uh, a layer of a man's destruction of himself <laughs> <laughs> it's a layer of filth it's L-A-Y-E-R uh, but you're saying have some distance and that was from the book mm. right well it's about, yes and seeing someone from across the party and I, I think that when you say have some distance it's 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 the idea I suppose of a relationship working it has to work in every single facet so it has to work in closeness and disgust and da da whereas it doesn't always my brother-in-law's mother um, is a big shout out to her in Kerala in India and she is um, a, a Buddhist and very she just always says something that's so like oh yes and I actually had this in my show This Way Up second series on Hulu please watch edit that out um, <laughs> three edits <laughs> There are three edits now. But I had it. I had to edit this out for time, unfortunately. That one of the characters had this bit where, and it was something that Rathi had said to me, and it was um, that in the West we see relationships and we see it on TV and in movies that we have to find the one. 
And this idea of the one is what we've been led to believe. But that's not possibly sustainable for humans to have one. That is a very bad survival instinct to have one. And actually, she was like, I have my um, husband, who is one of my best friends, but I have my children. I have my mother who I Skype. I have my sister. I have my extended family. And that is a relationship. And it is that sort of you know, classic thing, it takes a village to raise a kid, but it also takes a village to raise your life, I think. And if you only have one person and listen, if you had lockdown with one person and you (laughs) stayed with them, that's amazing. But this idea of the one, but also one relationship and, and sometimes, and what I feel very lucky is I've had relationships where I'm like, oh my God, that was the exact length of time that was supposed to last. And we almost kept beating the dead horse. And that's not a Oh my God, you want BBC we... relationships, not, not <laughs> yeah, NBC. Want... <laughs> you want it to just be what it needs to be. Well, but that, that could be 20 years. That could be 50 years. That could be a friendship that lasted for your 20s. Like Masterpiece Theatre. Exactly. <laughs> just a small amount of, or, you know, like prank shows. Maybe that was a solid 11 years. But when they went into 15 years of prank shows, we were like, too long, too far, no more. No, that's really um, interesting. You know that it, it and I... It, it takes a bit of, you can be so sad to, because I think it's almost like that's what Christmas makes you overly nostalgic. And But once you get through the, the, the physical part, so looping back once again, Pete, body gives excuse me for driving around the roundabout to pick up some stuff I accidentally threw out the window. It's fine. The body holds a score or keeps a score. It's it's one of the, the names. Of I think it's keeps the score because when you said holds the score, I was like, there must be some Irish version of this book. But maybe to Val's definitely told me about it. Yes. It, I think it's keeps the score. Keeps a score. Yeah. And that sometimes um, you can be afraid to to let go of something that's ready to be let go of because it reminds you of something else or it's overly nostalgic in your body. And basically the the, the point of the, the book is that your head can let go of something. You can completely forget it ever happened, but your body has all of these layers, which is like our, basically the people who we are today sitting in this layer (laughs) and ironically then there's the layer below that which is the mammal which is a bit more like us as dogs and sort of like the 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 peat that was born yes as a sort of little baby growing up and then underneath that is our lizard brains and those that lizard level is not scientology it is um more us as a human species and the sort of maybe fight or flight response. Well, literally or, your brain is growing out in layers yes, in of layers, evolution. Yeah. And if something traumatizes you to that lizard brain, it's very difficult to yeah. like get out of it because this is where like primal screaming and like yes. digging your own grave and sleeping in it. Like it it's needs symbols yeah, to break it. And it almost like a big old um, punch through. And actually when you talk about rituals, the saddest thing about the last two years is I think that a lot of people haven't been able to have funerals for their loved ones. You know, the way there was numbers or people weren't allowed to have ceremonial moments, which I think would connect to your lizard brain and say, this person has passed. We've given them their moment. Yes. Um, and, and that visual representation of something shifting and changing. And that's almost to prevent it from going into yes, the lizard brain. Yes. Yeah. As something kind of like, did that even happen? Was it real? That's what was awake I, is. Yeah. It's so you yeah. can see the body. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, I think they were at one point in history actually making sure they didn't wake up. Yes. But, uh, which is actually a Kevin Spacey movie. I believe Finnegan's <gasps> wake. Wake. He did him. No, 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 no. 
Kevin Spacey did do a movie. This is a weird serendipity. Yes. And I'm going to drop it. No, Kevin Spacey did a movie called... Where someone woke up at awake. That's all. It's and just us, weird that he I came up I wonder if you'll say, like, us realizing some of the Kevin Spacey stuff now is Finnegan's Woke. <gasps> Whoa! Pete. A little less wake, a little more woke. Okay. Oh, my God. When I die, I don't want to wake. I want to woke. <laughs> Which is just, I want my dead body. I'm going to run through all of your material and say what bits of it didn't land 10 years later. This is a notebook of my old material, my first five years of comedy. <gasps> wow. And it is it is the safest stuff in the world. Great. So I love that you've literally gone back looking through your receipts. I just found the it. the sound of Pete's. Oh, not bad. You should read one. I remember when Wait, I was Wait, let's kid. not oh, forget. Yeah. Oh my God, can I read some of your body old keeps, Yeah, of course, you're going to do one. Yeah, oh, I won't forget, Pete. I never forget anything. You and I might seem like we're off on tangents, oh but actually, God. we're just I'm gonna um, write down doing scenic routes. Body score. I want to talk a little bit more about Sad Christmas. Uh, you're yes. not going to read that one? Uh, well, I'm just trying to see is there something I can literally read? Makes okay. sense. Oh, we already read that one on the show. Oh, did we? We oh my god, that. I love this! We already read that one on the show. It's we great. already read that one on the show. I'm gonna do my Boston accent. So this is the, don't eat me, I love you. I don't even remember this at all. Okay, so I'm gonna okay. So oh no, I'm gonna do my Pete impression, okay. You can't. I think it'd no. be great if we discovered real living and a real living animal that was made of tofu. Cause they were all monsters. Oh my god. That I is love terrible. vegetarians, but sometimes it's just Silly. Oh, God. Oh, God. I saw a T-shirt. Oh, God. That had a pig on it. And the pig was saying, don't eat me. I love you. Oh, no. That's a little presumptuous, isn't it? You're doing it so poorly. Oh, my God. I think that's actually... You have to do it more like Seinfeld. Because that was oh. my early stuff. I saw a T-shirt had a pig on it. So don't oh, eat me. Okay. I love you. That's a little presumptuous. That's a little presumptuous. But look, presumptuous yeah. isn't bold. You have to hit presumptuous. That's a little... Presumptuous. Yeah, I wouldn't have because it would have yeah. been funny if I didn't. I'm only joking. Okay, Imagine, like, you devil. I love that um, I don't eat meat now and this is like my yeah. old meat stuff. Yeah, I mean, the pigs can talk, but I think... Oh, look, and I change it. That's sweet, but it's also a little presumptuous. Like, yeah... That's sweet, but it's also a little presumptuous. Pigs can't talk, but I think if they could... They don't eat me. You're beautiful. That's not bad. <laughs> That's, not bad. That's not bad. Don't well, eat let's me. You're say beautiful. Pigs do love us. You're reading the. You're re, re, oh, you crossed that. Okay, bit good. Out. Thank you. That's that's courtesy. But let's but let's say say that sentence. But let's say. Well, let's say pigs do love us. If you really love me, love us. Let me eat you. you. <laughs> I mean, come on. Which one of us is salty and delicious? If it was me, you'd be eating, and I'd be on a t-shirt. <laughs> And I'd, I understand and I'd be on a t-shirt. And I'd be on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> this is so bad and I love it. I love... Don't eat me. I love you as long as we're making things talk. Jessica, you know what I sound like? Ugh. I sound like a bad actor in an audition. He's yeah, not getting cold the read. scene. Cold yeah, read. yeah, exactly. Cold read. You did well. Okay. Uh, this is too... This is too uh, egotistical, even for me. Yeah. <laughs> To have you read my old material. Yeah. So we have a couple irons in the fire. Sad Christmas. Um, uh, thank you for reading it. Uh, uh, don't eat me. I love don't you. Don't eat me. I love you. Uh, promoting my show. Don't the second me, series beautiful. of my show. This way up. Uh, uh, now on Hulu. Oh right. Edit that out. Yeah. And do you have it? So you were saying to circle back arbitrarily to your brother-in-law shows up. I'm mm-hmm. a little surprised that that got the fam on their best behavior. Yes, it was also a man, and we love him. 
What do you mean? What does that mean? As in we didn't have any men in the family. Uh, And it was just someone to sort of... I I do think that sometimes I can be a little bit sexist the wrong way. Like if... um, if a woman comes into the house, I'm like, yeah, well, help yourself to whatever. And if a man comes into the house, I still get this sense of, woo, woo, a boy in the house. Woo, what would you oh like? I suppose, I suppose you'd like a steak. Can I fix you up a steak? Okay, let's go. I'm not even wearing makeup. I'm embarrassed. Oh, my God. So I still get a little bit, and that's probably my visceral body going, wow, it came back. <laughs> A man. Yeah. You mean your, 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 your dad? Fa- yeah, yeah, he your came dad, back. Dad energy came yeah. back. Yeah. I have My this, lizard brain. I have, oh my God, and your body's keeping the score. Sure. And then it's yeah. like, you're, well, I collect dads too. I, I have a mm. weird, I get very like impressed by men, mm-hmm. but I'm also very impressed by women. I guess I like, I don't know. I don't want to say I like everybody, Can <laughs> I, but I, I, I get that starstruck thing when a girl, when a woman comes over. Mm. I definitely have that. You didn't. You really didn't. Not for anything. you. You no. came out and said, "Hey, asshole, I'm going to try and fix the doorbell." <laughs> yeah, I did have to charge the old ring. I did. Uh, <laughs> I'm insulted. Don't be. I just lost my uh, train. Uh, you get um, so. Oh, it uh, doesn't matter. Starstruck by dads. Yes. And you collect dads in a way. And I collect dads. And then you get excited when a woman comes into the house. If you came to my Christmas, Mm -hmm. oh, look out. We talked a little bit about this last night. Irish celebrity. Remember Mm -hmm. I was saying, I'm 50% Lithuanian, so on stage I always say I'm Lithuanian. Mm -hmm. And my Irish side of the family hates that. Yes. And brings it up every time I come home. And I'm like, we're like, okay, I'm going to be fair. We're probably between 6 and 10% Irish. Mm -hmm. That's a guess. That's enough for us. You, claim you'll you. claim us oh we'll claim everyone there, Barack Obama is I think like great great granny it, uh, was from Ireland and when he came to Ireland there are petrol stations named after him like in Ireland like the Barack Obama petrol station really um, oh yeah uh, uh, like they changed his name to Barack O. Obama they the, did not they did yeah it's like there was a song that sounds like a racist joke or something you mean Barack Obama like too yeah. Irish like racist As Irish it, exactly but it's fun because we did it ourselves there was even this song that came out at the time and it was something like Oh Healy O'Hara O'Hara and O'Hara no something O'Hara and O'Hara there's no one as Irish as Barack Obama oh no so there's no one as well yeah there's no one that's one Point zero 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 two percent Irish. That's mm-hmm. hard to find. Yeah. So the yeah. song is true. Yeah, we we absolutely. So anyone is welcome home, home, as we call it. Yeah. But they do get very mad. And my dad, we talked again. We probably talked about this mm-hmm. last time you did the podcast. But Boston is obviously there's so much Irish history yes. and Irish pride. Mm-hmm. And my dad loves wearing like a like a clover green oh, really? sweater <laughs> and the caps and all that sort of stuff. I mean, you do get like I've been living outside of Ireland for since I was twenty two for six months now, <laughs> and um, I've I moved just, to London. I just got it. You were slow in the update. I'm slow today. (laughs) I'm slow today. But um, it's... Still better than your boss. I'm slow today. I'm slow today. I I feel a little slow today. 
the problem with Boston is it's yeah. like feeling a bit slow today. Just do. I'm oh, feeling a bit slow today. I'm, it's like jaw lower feeling jaw a bit slow today. Why? Because it's so cold there in Boston. Then, so that's why it's fucking cold over here in Boston. I'm cold over here in Boston today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here in Boston. Here, I'm here in Boston. Peach. And if you ever, I did. That. Sorry, I have COVID on my eye now. I have COVID seventeen. Oh, I'm which a, is the I'm jazzy a, one. It's <laughs> very jazzy. You become better at standing. It's very mild. Uh, we do have to talk about your cocoa. Oh, oh, my Coco. But what did what were we just talking about? You mm. were finishing. See, this is why we need Katie, the producer here, because she could have. Katie. Katie keeps score. If the body holds oh. score of trauma, Wait. Katie keeps score of chat and, and therefore Katie is the body <gasps> by the transitive property. Wow. Tell me about Coco. You got it from Rob Delaney. Uh, no, not Rob Delaney. Another actor, if you can imagine such a thing, uh, on a small independent movie, and. Um, Got it for 10 days. And do you know, though, I had to isolate so many times and we had to quarantine for doing Home Alone and... Home Sweet Home Alone. Home Sweet Home Alone. And I, like last Christmas, uh, sorry to quote George Michael. I was just going to say, I I didn't want to interrupt. Don't um, like that song. Before we started shooting my second series of This Way Up, uh, which is now on Hulu, you can get on Hulu. Um, We... um, Got a COVID outbreak and I had to isolate over Christmas, so I spent Christmas alone last year. Oh, and I just wait, hold on, yeah, it was don't a real steam grim. through that. Oh, you mean a... December twenty five, the yeah. big one? Yeah. Not twenty four. My mother had managed to fly over for Christmas, and we hadn't seen her in many months. And you were COVID. alone, yeah, in a in a quarantine. Yeah. And now you know I'm not a Christmas person, so I was glad it happened to me and not someone else who maybe like had babies and kids and stuff like that. But um, it, I've just I had done. So many versions of isolations for jobs and quarantines and time on my own in my house. And so when I got COVID and you know when there's like isolation, you know, and you kind of test negative. So, you know, you just have to do your time, but you're not actually sick. You don't panic as much about getting anyone else sick. When you know you actually have COVID, like the panic of even opening your window or anyone coming near you or you don't want to get anyone else sick. That's the worst thing. So I really like, you know, I was proper in the house for the full 10 days and it wasn't the COVID part of it that made me the sickest. It was the quarantine isolation that made me sickest in my head. And I found it really, even now afterwards, and it was like however many, four or five months ago, I get a bit the body keeps score of don't put me back on my own. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to have to be on my own. I don't want to be trapped in the house anymore. I don't want to be trapped in the house. Wow. And I get a real, it's a little bit of, um, and people have this absolutely properly and utterly, but like claustrophobia, if I'm not, a, if, if, if I'm stuck somewhere and I even had to stay in this hotel in Spain when I went out there and it was, we were on like the 19th floor of this hotel I don't like and there that. was just nothing around. So there was no reason to go out for a walk. It was like the secluded area near an airport. And I got really panicked because technically I could go out, but I still felt a little bit trapped. Look at my face when Your you said is... near the airport. Yeah. The times I've stayed at a hotel near, near the, the airport, airport. you're only living in the future because you're just thinking about that flight that's going to get you out of the hotel, out of the hotel. By the near, by, near the airport. Ta- and to quote Madonna, time goes by so slowly. <sighs> Terrible. Like a prayer. No, not that I'll song. I'll take you there. It was her Justin Timberlake song. Time goes by so slowly, slowly, slowly. Every little thing that I say and do, I'm got up. Are you singing the song or is this you talking? You. No, this is, I know I have a lyrical accent, but this is actually Madonna singing. <laughs> this sing song, it just sounds like your brogue. Thank you very much. My brogue. <laughs> your brogue. My uh, one shoe. Um, so, yes, so I get real... 
Yeah. I don't even even coming over to LA, I had to stay made sure I stayed somewhere where I could go for a walk and wasn't immediately met by like a road or there wasn't I, I wouldn't just be reliant on a car to get me somewhere that I could have some freedom to leave the house. And I find that like huh. that's so the quarantine just did didn't do my head any good. Can I say something? Yes. I think I think I know people. You're you're helping me realize that quarantining, like I quarantined for mm-hmm. Home Sweet Home Alone, as mm-hmm. I mentioned many times, because I had never quarantine been... is different to isolation. It's like Absolutely. you do not leave. You put the trash out, maybe, but it's proper. And I, do you know what I felt such so, so yeah, sorry I, for as I well? Didn't, I didn't leave. I wasn't allowed to leave. Oh, neither did I. But what I mean is, like, like oh. um, you could put the trash out, but even that's like you know just to get the trash out of your. A, a room sort of thing but you're not you don't leave right. and I felt really sorry for um, I've had really bad RSI repetitive strain injury in my hip from like sitting basically and, and working for most of um, COVID and I think it started during that home alone quarantine because I felt so sorry for elderly people who your body doesn't do well if it's just having to sit. You yeah. need to get up and get yeah. out for the smallest amount of time every day. Yep, that's what the and mall is for. And to be forced to sit. Yeah, going to the mall. Go take out with that your morning walk on the, the skateboards, you know, yes, whatever it go is. go to Sparrow and just get a coffee, that sort of thing. And it's really important to just slightly move every day. Of course, this is my mom. Yeah. My and mom is like an old, old wooden ship. You got to get her on the water. I thought that was your phone. I thought that was <laughs> your mom trying to move. Uh, after too long, that was that's a, that was a really weird your mom joke. Yes, I liked it very <laughs> kind much. Kind of kindly, hoping that her joints are good. This is what I you made me realize that there are people that are claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. That quarantine would be a much bigger deal. Yeah, and yeah. then that reminded me of people that I know mm-hmm. that uh, are uh, Coco deny, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I have this feeling, mm. but this is compassion. I know what what knuckleheads, but I'm also like, I think you're literally some people I know. I, I'm like, I think you might be afraid of the test. Yeah. And I think you're afraid of shots. Yeah. Like, no, and I think that's so, it's Shutter it Island. Be Do you remember Shutter Island? could be anything in that, like, I know, and a lot of people agree, that the biggest pandemic that's going to come out of this pandemic will be our mental health pandemic. And there are certain parts of COVID that made people sicker than COVID would have made. This is me not being COVID denier. This is like... I the, the devastation it's a, of it's it. It's a it's, byproduct. It's not, this is not going, it's one or the other. It's like, it. that's the mess. Yeah. That is the absolute mess of it. In that to keep yourself healthy, you have to sort of do an unhealthy thing, which is not be able to walk or connect as humans. And it's a tragedy of it because I, like, I know that that, the, like COVID definitely, I got fatigue after it and everything else. Um, and it was a rotten old flu-like symptoms, yuck. But the panic of making other people sick was the and and the mental health side of it definitely affected me. I wonder if that longer seems, term if that had happened to me. Not that I still agree that I had to do the thing. Let me say that much. Like I had to stay in and quarantine, and I. You I know, don't think anyone safe, thinks but, yeah. you sound like you, that. But you have to just make sure. Oh, we'll edit you know, that out. Yeah. Oh, you'll edit. Gonna, You're gonna gonna edit. This is going to be me doing your stand up, <laughs> and then me. <laughs> Oh, That's the laugh that gives people go-go right I'm there. I'm barely referencing uh, the second series of my show, This Way Up, is now all available on Hulu. Don't Eat Me, I Love You. <laughs> I could do Don't Eat Me, I Love You to the, eat, I yeah. tomorrow. It would work. You totally could. Yeah, and what's, uh, I won't go off on that. What's fun is when you have the confidence of a, of a person who's been doing it 20 years and you do the material you wrote yes. your first year, you're like... Yeah, I get it. I can make that work. But you know what? It's I. There's certain bits that I come across from my own notebooks, old notebooks. 
And I think, ah, I knew there was something in that, but I didn't have the skill. And I mean, <laughs> a lot of people uh, yeah. don't tweet us. But so I was like, you still don't, baby. The, the Heckle Podcast? Heckle Podcast. <laughs> you still yeah. don't? Still don't? Okay, I'm going to go get a beer. You call it Stotler and Waldorf. Yeah, yeah, Whatever, isn't that yeah. Their names? The yeah. two old Muppets. Two old people at the corner. Yeah. Um, but I I look at it now and go, oh, there was something in that. You just didn't have the confidence to sell it yeah. or to sit into it and enjoy yourself. And what's weird is it comes back yes. like a previous life or something, mm. but it's still in there. Yeah. Like I'm remembering I saw Jesus impersonator syndrome, mm-hmm. and that's a real thing. Yeah. It's all coming back that people go to Israel. And uh, in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. and they're ready for it. It's like the hospitals are ready for it, that people <gasps> go to Israel and think they're Jesus. Like, yeah. it's like a normal psych- psychic yeah. phenomenon. I, I get that. So they have, like, trained people to be like, look, I understand. You're yeah. in the Holy Land. You think you're, you're Jesus. You're Jesus happens every day. Listen, we get a lot of you guys. No, but I'm the real. It must be I like. I hear um, you. I hear you. You know, the X Factor or the voice auditions cues when the judges have to go. You, I know. I Yeah, I know you think you're the next big deal. Yeah. Yes, we get yeah. a lot of singers in here who can hit that range, but this is not. Yeah. It's like, not for you. No, please, Simon, give me a chance. Give me a chance. Amazing that is... grace. Very good. How sweet. And you're like, yeah, honestly. How sweet. Great for, I, I, I see what you're doing. Sad. Great for the shower, but not for this competition. <laughs> that the was shallow? Great. The shower. Oh, the shower. Great was... for the shallow. Oh, but that was great nicer. for the shallow. <laughs> I thought that was like a part of Ireland. Yeah. Go to the yeah. shallows with that. I, okay, listen. Yes. Um, no, I'm going to mix it up. Are you ready? What did you have? <laughs> what did you have? <laughs> I actually hate when people go, Eric, Eric, Eric. It's like one of my, I have one friend that always goes, Eric, Eric, Eric. And I'm like, I don't know why it's like juggling beanbags. I just don't want to see it. I know you can do it. I think, or, or devil sticks. Or the boots and guts. Eric, <laughs> Eric. Boots and guts and boots and guts and boots and guts. What's boots and guts and? Boots and guts. Oh, that's what some people say when they're doing, like, trying to do the. Drums? Yeah, like beats. Like, okay, Pete. Boots, boots, boots and guts. Boots and guts. I hate this. Yeah, I know you I, do. I, I can tell it. I love it. I um, love that I hate it. So it's been two years mm, since you were on the pod. Yeah. This Way Up Season you know, 2 is out now. I went and auditioned for Home Sweet Home Alone uh, the next day after we did the podcast. I must have the next day to mm. them. I auditioned for the brother. Oh, did you? Yeah. I auditioned for the little boy. <laughs> Just you a bit should have. Joking. If you had waited, I would have given you <laughs> like a, a an errant balloon laugh. It oh. would have been really like scattering around oh, the room. I was afraid I wouldn't but get one, so I just you moved just did it yourself. It. Oh, I think there are questions that I didn't that I've come to ask since then, and oh. I'm going to ask them to you now. And I have I have a feeling yes. that you're going to have answers. Oh my god! But I'm not sure. What if it's like Christmas and I run out of words and get moody? I. We went to make gingerbread houses last night mm-hmm. with a baby friend of Leela's. And I'm, Did you honest, bring Leela or was it just you guys and the baby? <laughs> I hung out with the baby. Uh, no, and we made gingerbread houses. And the whole time uh, I was like, this is, I, I'm, I'm a Grinch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm a Grinch. We, we can talk about that another time. Mm. Uh, have you, tell me a time, that I'm going to load you with the feeling of a psychic. Have you ever gone to a psychic and they told you something? You're making a face. Have you ever had a dream that predicted the future? Anything that, like that that you haven't well, can't explain? Well, now I know that you didn't listen to my set last night, Pete, because some of it was about me going to see a psychic. 
Well, I must be a psychic. Because you wrote a psychic, psychic on your card. You know what, Ashling? When you have a set like I had last night, people oh, tend to want to come around you. God, You're like a bonfire. People bring we, their oh marshmallows. They bring their graham crackers. And they go, hey, oh. there's literally some a guy from show business there going, this guy's got it. And then they come up to me and they just kind of want to, you know, they just want to touch like Goldblum. I will say you my... were very, very funny last night. And I loved it. Well, I appreciate And now I am embarrassed that I didn't hear you talk about a psychic. Yes, I... Is there anything better than doing a stand-up set and then coming off feeling briefly like a regular person when it comes to other people and just like enjoying a social hang? Oh, I love it. And and sometimes I really want to see my friend's sets, but I just don't hang around because I am so excited for my favourite bit of stand-up is backstage chatting. I, after your set oh uh, well after and after their set and just like yeah, yeah. You, you know you're all probably not going to hang around for more than half an hour I, but oh that oh, half an hour lovely 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 I hugged, lovely I hugged Bill Burr mm-hmm. he was not into it oh and then really? I said we could be dead we could be dead we should be hugging and he was yeah. like maybe he was like but the hug might kill me you know what I mean we don't get I've been told I don't yeah. want to spread misinfo but I've been told it's more, it's a particle oh, thing. Oh, I don't mean for COVID. And a quick I mean hug. just out of disgust. Oh. Because mm. somebody, somebody <laughs> did tell me, like, we're masked and a quick hug is okay. I love hugging so much. I, 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 I've I loved a little hand when you touch my shoulder to say that I might have done something well or said something that you related to. Yeah, a little oh, touch. Love it. Well, that's the other thing. So then Greg Fitzsimmons and, and Bill were talking and mm-hmm. I went up to say goodbye. Yes. You were there. And I rubbed their arms. That's just what I do. Yeah. Just rub them. We're alive. We're in outer space. Yeah. We die, but not now. And I rub. And Bill was like, that, that was fucking weird, dude. That was weird. What are you doing That's rubbing me? No, it's it okay. It is. It's very good. And you know who did like it? Who? Secret sweetheart Greg Fitzsimmons. Ooh. I only say secret because his comedy can be like... Make you not realize that he's an absolute sweetheart. He's an absolute sweetheart. Oh, and he, lo- love and he loves to delight us with, with like shocking things sometimes. But he's like the sweetest guy. I love that sort of person. Yes. I love Rob and, Delaney and, can be one of those. Not that his material is very dark. Well, it's very it's, like, it's and then very, you put your mouth on the perimeter of her butthole and, and that sort of so, stuff. Yeah, it's full. Very sexual. Yeah, very sexual and great. And he is, oh, the world's greatest sweetheart and kind and sweetest. good friend. And just wants everyone to win and is just so kind. That's but what I remember about Home Sweet Home Alone. Here's a thing, Pete. I realized there is a comedian pal and I'm a big hugger I go up to people a if I haven't hugger? met a hugger I love hugging and I like I hug you're gonna want to hit that you actually what sounded like hooker oh my god really I'm a big hooker <laughs> I'm a huge hooker I'm a hooker first of all you're not Scottish I'm a big hooker you're losing your fake accent oh my god you're verging into other territories hugger hugger oh, I'm a big hugger you're a big hugger yeah yes. I work on the streets giving out <laughs> My hugs for free. <laughs> yes, you have it. I stand on side corners, going, "I'm a hugger," and for some reason, the police keep coming. Right. <laughs> I am. And you hug them. I hug them, <laughs> but I love. I I'd always go up to like, not go up to strangers, but like if I meet someone instead of a handshake, I would go, "Hello, lovely to meet you." Lean in for the hug. I. In what, years what, to wait, come, what was that comedian's name? Uh, I I won't say. You don't remember? No, I do remember. No, no, oh, no, the oh, girl, Galena Ravina. Galena Ravina. I almost hugged Galena Thank Ravina. You. Ah. And I'm saying that because that's how pro hug I am. Yes. And I've never met Galena, but she was like, "Hey, I'm bringing you up." I just, and I just wanted to be like, "We're we're yeah. out. We're alive." 
But, but I always ask, where which is I, why I know well, Bilber didn't like it. Yes, and <laughs> <laughs> but here's what I have to realize: I felt this um, energy with this comedian who I knew sort of liked me, but I felt a nerd, like I didn't know what went wrong a lot of the time when we interacted. And I, afterwards, I just overheard in conversation someone going, oh, you know, he hates touch, like he hates touch. And I didn't realise that every time, and this is me absolutely psychoanalyzing the situation, but I think I was right. Every time I, he would see me, he's like, oh no, this is a situation that it's going to make me uncomfortable for because I haven't invited that in and I like a sort of dog or like a Labrador is like, you know. Yeah. And I suppose uh, this saying is Saying Labrador is very different than <laughs> like a dog. I go in like a dog. Like a dog. You mean like a puppy? Yes, a like lot a of the snuggle time. Puppy. And, but then this is the sort of line, I suppose, where we're all kind of teaching each other where boundaries are and where a lot of people are like, I don't know why she reacted that way. I was only giving her a little like pet on a, on a back or whatever. And you're right. like, oh, no, actually, that meant something this, much bigger this goes than what back. you wanted to think. The body holds score. And I think score. some people getting... Yes. A Q-tip up the nostril. To yeah. me, I'm like, what's the big deal? Yeah. I swear. It's not just it's Q-tips up the nostril. of it's, your space, your body. And your... I think it's the same thing with masks. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to... Yeah. What I'm trying to do is have compassion. Yeah. It's very easy to go, these anti no, I whatever. think you're dead right. And I think some of them, mm-hmm. and some of them that I know, yeah. literally... Get freaked out by yeah. having a mask on, and this is what I started to well, say. Well, because you can't breathe properly, and <clears throat> um, it's something touching I, your I face all get the winded, time. Yeah, yeah, and you have you're to like, smell your own breath. It's not <laughs> nice. No one thinks it's nice. There's a movie that I think of all the time. It's Shutter mm-hmm. Island. Martin Scorsese. This is exactly where I thought you were going to go with this. Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember the end of Shutter Island? Oh, what was all a dream? It like was all you a ruse. Doing stand up or something. Oh my god! I if you don't want me What's to spoil the end of Shutter Island, skip forward thirty seconds right now. I'll give you mm. five seconds to find that button. Four, three, three two, two, one. I'm a hooker. Um, <laughs> I, it was that the whole mental asylum was putting on a, a pretend <gasps> to let the guy think he was a private detective oh. to sh- demonstrate to him that he's not a private detective wow. because the next step was a lobotomy. And they're like, you're going to get a lobotomy. And they're like, see, see, you're not a detective. You yeah. murdered your wife or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then the last moment, they're coming with the needle for the lobotomy. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I can't believe this case is going to take us another two weeks. But you see Leo make the choice. Yeah. I would rather live in a delusion mm-hmm. and get a lobotomy mm-hmm. oh my God, than yes. admit that I killed my wife. Yes. And that I live yeah, in a, that pain. And is I too think much of this, existentially. So the people that I know, I get the, and this is all just my conjecture, it's all a theory. I'm like, mm-hmm. you would rather say that uh, COVID isn't real. Mm-hmm. And I totally get it. Then be like, I just can't handle a, a Q-tip up my nose and I can't handle a mask. Yeah. And I can't handle thinking that we're that fragile, that yes. we're all just like little baby flowers. Because that's so and we scary. And stepped on it's it. It's so scary to exactly. realize what's happened, that it can happen. And I'd rather be a detective. I'd mm. rather be wrong mm. and feel good and safe. By the way, Memento is another good example of yeah. this. We all lie to ourselves different ways. Oh and my I think God, that's so true. why the deniers or whatever you want to call them, the, the people that aren't just... Yeah. Doing what we're told or whatever mm-hmm. are so disturbing is there are a reflection. They remind us of how we will delude ourselves because really at the end of the day, I don't like shots. I don't like groups. I don't like disease. Mm-hmm. I don't like my, all that stuff. But it comes out and like, fuck that. You're all sheep but, because it's it's but, too but, difficult but to say that. We have that with we, we, we can so clearly see it with, say, masks or COVID because they're 
hot topics that we're all talking about and thinking about for the last two years. But we all live in, it's actually such a human state because we all have versions of that. That as we go about our world, we're not destroying it. That every time we sit yeah. here with the computers and all of our cars yeah. and meat eating and all the rest, that we're yeah. not, we haven't helped our planet burn and that the world might not be as easy yeah. a place for your daughter. And in terms that's of breathing denial it. too. And that's denial. So it, yeah. it's actually very, a very human state. And once you understand it, you can get your head around it a lot more. Um, and it, it sort of can make you less angry once you understand it from and a human point of view. And that's why I'm mentioning it. Yes, yes exactly. That's, it's like, it's just you. Yeah. They're just other yous. Mm-hmm. But it can be, it depends on how tired you are. I was around someone a lot during COVID who... They had Archie. such no the wee, the wee boy, me, me wee boy. What I left the at home, boy. someone who had such COVID anxiety, and the only way to calm their anxiety was to almost do a play that you also had anxiety. I was COVID safe, but I'm not really afraid of my own death. That doesn't mean I was ever not wearing a mask, not being careful. I was running my show, second series of This Way Up, all available on Hulu now. Thank you very much. Um, I don't think I have to say it, but we'll get that. Oh, you're going to... We'll nip it out. out. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I was really doing a good... My show didn't go down. We kept everyone safe. And it was awful and hard, but I didn't panic about it. Did you say you're not afraid to die? No, not really. (laughs) (laughs) With my dying breath, I'll do your (laughs) stand-up. Bring me the pig bit again. Don't kill me, I love you. But they needed to see me looking panicked to believe I was taking it seriously. And sometimes I would do that. Sometimes I'd be like, oh, oh no. That's funny. You know, even though I didn't feel it to more comfortable. And then other days... I couldn't bloody do it. I couldn't. I was like, you know what? I'm not doing, there's too much going on and I'm not going to do the facade of uh, not wanting to like push a gate open without covering my hands and bleach type of thing because there might be a COVID on the gate or, and and I'm like, if that's true, then I'm going to have to lean into there. Maybe there's COVID on every single surface you touch or move or your jumper that you wore in the street that day. And maybe the COVID was in your jumper. I always remember there was an animation going around on Facebook of how COVID, which was, uh, but, and to be fair, a, we didn't know at the time. We didn't, like, we didn't know, but I couldn't. I just couldn't let myself panic because I'm like, I also know how much more sicker that will make me, and more likely to get an immune disease because of stress and panic. Yeah. Now, and that's a privilege I had to be in that state. And I, you know, and I don't. I didn't have anxiety of, about it, but I, I some days I couldn't. I get it. Do the panic for that person because I was over capacity. You know, I think some of the COVID denying people are a perversion is a strong way of saying it. Mm -hmm. Let's just say an exaggeration Mm -hmm. of something that can be sort of healthy, which is like we can't live in fear. Yeah. Which the joke that I I forget who I saw it do it was they were very, very COVID conscious. Mm -hmm. And then it went so long that they were like, I started sounding conservative. And I said to somebody, we can't live in fear. But what's funny is the truth is always in the middle of these Mm -hmm. things. And we can't Mm -hmm. handle that subtlety. Even me saying that, I'm like, I'm worried people are going to misinterpret what I'm saying. Do you know one thing as well from all of these books, what I've been reading is that the brain needs a full stop, or as you guys call it here, a period. (laughs) Periods. Um, You mean a chicken egg? A chicken egg. Thank you. Lovely callback, Pete Holmes. People think we're on tangent, but we're not. We know exactly where we're going. And that's why for the rest of the day, I'm going to be mush. I'm going to be like, I was holding 15 things in my head. But we could. We could and we did. 
We did and we done. Um, so uh, that um, the idea of and then we can't in these but no, I'm I got it. I got <laughs> it. You saw me rambling a, a little spot. bit. The brain needs, the brain needs a, full a full stop. stop, and that we just need to know what happened. We need to know the truth, and and that because the in between land makes us panic, and because we are not dogs or chickens, we have imaginations. If we can't find the exact full stop will fill it in ourselves. And so a massive thing is, with, say, with kids, if kids can pick up on energies and if you don't tell them the truth of what's going on, even if it's bad and do a child version of it, they will fill in with their imagination what they think has happened and it will normally be that they've done something wrong. <coughs> Divorce. Comes Divorce, exactly. Yeah. Like they will fill in the space with their imagination and that childlike version of that in its most sort of extreme state is something we still do as adults. Last night, for example, I came off stage. I didn't exactly feel because I'd felt a bit wobbly going on. I just hadn't had a great day. And I knew I had to go and pretend the very opposite of that on stage. And you <clears> were very <throat> kind about it and uh, jazzing me up beforehand. <laughs> and... um when I came off, I obviously was never going to feel like the world's best, biggest winner, but I know I didn't do badly. But when I came off, I was sort of looking around and I did need, you said to me that you thought I did a good job. And I was like, oh, I really needed to hear that because if, if you said nothing, what I would have assumed was oh, when I went off, in. I would have felt, oh, do you know what? No one could look me in the eye because I was so bad and um, no one said anything. And so and my brain goes off in a big old tangent because I just needed to know how I did. Now, I couldn't sit in the idea that maybe it was fine and was no big deal and everyone is focused on their own sets and blah, 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 or that people have just, you know, just come out of their houses for the first time or getting used to being outside. Like the myriad of all of the smorgasbord of feelings and possible human random situations and narratives and stories that could have happened. But I needed a full stop for my overactive imagination and brain. So something <clears throat> stopped it in its tracks. Right. You did good. Stop you it. did good. Yeah. And you uh, you drove me very nicely after I found you on Uber to my next <laughs> show. And in I'd the car, as say... I was getting out, you said, oh, that person said you did a good job and goodbye. And I was like, oh, and that literally helped my spirits to know that someone had acknowledged that maybe I was fine. And maybe you were lying. It didn't I matter. Wasn't lying. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe as in like sometimes you do. You lie to your friends to make them feel better because it didn't matter as much as you know they're worried. See, I'm all about, you know, I have two minds of this. One is a lot of the spiritual stuff that I'm into mm -hmm. is trying to get into what we'll call the heart space because yeah. the heart can live in the tension. Mm -hmm. Heart can live in not knowing. Yeah. Head, oh. head does want to know. Yeah. So you try to like dissociate from the head. I know that sounds sort of weird. Dissociate sounds weird. No, but I mean, you try bucket. to identify mm -hmm. as your awareness, yes. as like a more neutral panoramic place. Yeah. But what I'm coming to terms with is I don't want to get stuck in the spiritual trap of just pushing away what you would call the form, the manifestation, my life. Because what I love what you were just saying is being honest and that's how Val and I are. Mm. Sometimes a, a moment that comes to mind is, I love talking about this, it's very self-serving. Mm -hmm. But there's a scene in HBO's Crashers where, it's not called Crashers and I waited for you to laugh. Oh, I didn't. That is so funny. Do you know funny. why? That I... is so funny. 
I didn't laugh. That is so funny. This I is was funny. So this is the best. About the destination yes. of your thought, not about the little oh, Ash thing. It's bumps. only that you're if my it, friend that I was like, I'm going to look at her and see if she laughs. If we were in a car crashes. right now, I would have been so invested in what you were saying that we would have gone over a speed bump. There I would have go. bumped my head. You're going to like noticed. this story, and I bet you have a this way up version, and I want to hear it. Thank and you. I want it from series too. Um, Which you haven't watched yet, I can tell. <laughs> well, look, I have a baby. <laughs> I, it, it I had it in my calendar. If, watch this oh, way up yesterday, and then we had, had gingerbread nothing, houses. I would have been spiraling out right there now, but go. it's actually totally fine. You know, I'm I love it. Rather, I do know. Actually, I do love it. I really care. About I don't care that for do. that Sharon. Is that her name? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, she's wonderful. Please have her do the show. Um, listen, um, look. Um, uh, so, what was I saying? Oh. So there was this scene. Crashers. This actually has to do... <laughs> Crashers. Now I get it. <laughs> you devil. Me and Greg Fitzsimmons was there. And Mike Lawrence and great writers. and, and mm-hmm. But there was one scene in a church. Uh, and it just wasn't written out a lot. Mm-hmm. We had areas. And yeah. Pete had to do... My character had to do stand-up. And I went on stage. Mm-hmm. And Ash, I really feel like it was, to me, from where I was sitting, which is inside my body, I was like, that was a miracle. I'm tired. Yeah. I looked at the notes five minutes before yeah. I went on stage, somehow improvised the notes into punchlines mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. setups and uh, did stand up yeah. for background actors, which is the yes. worst, and actually got them laughing, yeah. doing Bible jokes. Yeah. And I got off stage and no one said... <gasps> anything and in comes sweet val and she she just knew what i'm saying what i like about what you just said is being honest in that Mm. moment i needed someone to go and often if someone doesn't do it i'll do it as a bit to myself i'll be like you know people ask me how do you do it pete how do you like that sort of thing i don't want to do that i'd rather val just come up and whisper and it's okay i think there's some if you know that about yourself um, what I had to find the balance of was sometimes I'd come off stage and if no one said anything, which is a weird thing, you know, if you come off a stage and no one says anything. Well, that just means uh, you, you know, did very poorly, I, I would um, think. Sometimes, it's, or just people are involved with their own thing. Possibly. But um, that uh, I would sometimes over-dramatise my worst fears vocally and I had to stop doing that as in like oh was I shit was I shit was I was shit I was shit was I terrible did I ruin everyone's night almost trying to force a situation where people go no it wasn't that bad to try and force out a and there's nothing wrong with knowing that you need it yes whereas and, and Sarah then Silverman I get to the lineage she has a bit about a child and the mm-hmm. mom goes oh he just wants attention don't give it oh. to him and she goes Give it to him. Yeah. It's great. It's you, there's great um, another book. Sorry to reference another book, Pete. Oh, my God. Who am I? A librarian. <laughs> um, and it's called um, The Attachment Theory. And it's about the attachment theory. And one of them is about, say, if you're an insecure person who's needy. Uh-huh. Um, so there are three types of attachment theory, it yeah, says. Val's told me about, you read oh all God, the same um, books as Val. I wish I was on this podcast with Val. We'd have it's so like much more interesting avoidant, anxious avoidant. There is, yes, uh, avoidant. So someone, for example, you coming over to give someone a hug, they might be like, no, that's not how I love. I'd rather push you away. Yep. Someone else, like me, you giving a hug. I'm like, oh, I really needed to feel seen by you, Pete. Insecure attachment. Insecure And then there's a person in the middle who would just appreciate a hug but didn't need it. And you don't sort of go away from your attachments. You just learn how to manage them. But one of the things in the insecure one, which might be broadly described as needy, is that I'm needy. I'm needy. I'm deeply needy. But you are only, the thing it says is you are only as needy 
as your unmet needs, which I love because when your needs are being met, you're not needy Pete. No, that's right. You're in fact, Val, Val, like my dream mm-hmm. and my Christmas blues, I knew I was feeling needy. And we talked yes. about it in the car last night. I was like, I'm just so grateful that there's something I can go and and do. Yes. I can go and do it and it will make me feel mm. better in the world. I was like, what a, what a gift. Whereas when Even, I was going to that show last night, I was being a little vulnerable and you texted me to say, I'm on the same show. I'm on the same show as you. Yeah. That's you texted me. And I suddenly <laughs> I'm felt, on the same show as you. It's I'm not, a, it's not I, a good phrase to say in Boston. I'm on the same show as you. It has really? to be like, Hey, I'm coming to that fucking theater. <laughs> I'm coming to that theater, kid. <laughs> then you could say it. Um, but when that I helped knew you? you were coming, you are someone who get, gives, like, I was like, oh, there'll be someone there that if I'm feeling a bit insecure might give me a little bit of like a, hey, and make me feel seen before I go on stage. And I said, oh, I picked the show because you're on yeah, it. Yeah, little yeah, love yeah, things. Yeah. Little love things. Cut that, to Burr, who might be anxious avoidant. And going, don't touch me. Yeah, then that's and, and that's fine. By and the that, way, that's absolutely fine. And that's an armchair diagnosis. I was diagnosis. so I would normally I go to stuff and I'm like, no, I don't need anything. I'm grand. I know. But yesterday, because I was having a vulnerable day, I was sad at the thoughts of like, oh, there'll be nothing here to maybe de-escalate my brain if she goes a wandering mm. in the milieu of the night post shows, mm. and just having you. There, it, I get it with Rob, actually, Rob Delaney as well. He feels like a grounding force friend when I'm doing stand-up. And I have a few friends like that where I'm like, oh, you'll, you're a grounder. And I don't need you to really say anything, but I know if I, I, know if I had to and was feeling a bit needy, I could say, and you go, hey, Ashling, it's fine. And I'd be like, okay, sorry to have to ask for the thing, but thanks for giving me the thing. And that's okay. You know? I, think, I think there's a very beautiful... See, holiness, sorry to keep spiritualizing this, but holiness is wholeness. That's mm-hmm, where it comes mm-hmm, from. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the pushing away of the human stuff. It's yeah. incorporating that too. And that we do have stuff that we need and it's not the worst thing in the world. Like It's not, it's need, not even it's, embarrassing. But it's when, when you start realizing your thing, it means you can ask for it in healthier ways. That's and right. I think that's what we're all looking for. Like, how do I ask for the thing I need in a healthier way. So don't be a child who's like, say, for example, might be really annoying their mother by banging around or trying to sing or whatever it is. What they're trying to say is, I feel unseen. Would you look at me for a second so yeah. I feel your love? Yeah. And it's, and that can come out in an annoying way. We've all done it when we've been more annoying. You know, God, we've all done it in relationships where you're like, I'm going to be off today. Yeah. Because I haven't felt seen about something, so well, I'm going Valen to be very here. quiet. I'll be the one at the party yeah. of of woke, woke, sweet people, and mm-hmm. I like to think I'm I'm doing my best to be woke and sweet. Yeah, but I'll go and I'll make inappropriate jokes, and it's because mm-hmm. of some wound. It's because yes. I'm like, and and Val and I talk about the worst double date we ever had, and I Val is a mirrorer. She mir- she's a mirrorer, yeah. and she usually mirrors me. Mm-hmm. She mirrors whoever she's with. She doesn't do it as much anymore, but she's a good mirror. There's a healthy level of mirror. She's looking for what you need and she's giving it to you. Yes, I'm with you. She's brilliant. And then she she can, uh, in the past, be too mirror and she'd lose herself. That's Mm. part of what a mirroring is. But anyway, at this meal, she started mirroring her friend and not mirroring me. Mm. And I started to feel like a little boy. Body keeps the score. And I was like feeling really um, sad. Yeah. And then what did I do instead of just being like, I'm sad or, or saying that or whatever. Again, it's Shutter Island. I would rather just be like, what do you call a huge ass that sits on a cupcake? Yes. Smushy McTushy or whatever. Yeah, not, not exactly. And you're up. trying to 
basically what you're trying to do with the skills that you look have is go look at me but also I feel alone I feel alone so I'm going to try and, and use my Ash, thing mm. I had sad Christmas yesterday mm. and I knew I needed to go up on stage yeah. that is progress yes. instead of taking it out and that's why I'm like whatever the thing is it could be fucking Pinterest it doesn't matter what yeah. it is but to find the thing that gets you in your zone and gets you connected mm. to people yeah. I have a, a good guess that it's Anything with groups. Yeah. You were saying the hang afterwards. I love that there's a forced social element to stand up. Because yeah. otherwise, mm-hmm. I say this to Val all the time, she'll plan some weekend for, or she'll plan Friendsgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I say that to you, you were invited. I <laughs> did not mm-hmm. come. Uh, you had your own thing. <laughs> I just didn't want to be around you. <laughs> oh my God. We're doing something that I love to no. fucking <laughs> and I wish I was there. But if I, I say this to Val all the time, she's setting, she's putting little, uh, name tags on mm. oranges from our backyard on everybody's table to show oh. everybody where it's set. And I go, if it were up to me, we'd be eating turkey sandwiches in the dark with the blinds drawn. Yeah. You know, like I'm just like yeah. the worst. Because stand-up can be such a, like a fire hose of everything you need mm. and also can be quite terrible. Also what I love about stand-up is that it's rare that you would meet, especially like so many shows in America are like this as well. You, It's rare you'd meet that variety of people all with the same want. So you might have different material or different backgrounds or different ages, but that it's rare anymore that people of so many backgrounds and uh, ages and genders and totally. sexual orientations hang out. And that's the best thing about comedy being as diverse as possible. Completely is that it's like agree. we all want the audience to laugh and like us. And we all respect good jokes or when it goes well with other people. And that's like a nice... I, I do hate like when, you know, when we all hate it within any of our communities or industries, like when people are fighting within it, but you're like, oh, we're all there with the, we've way more in common. I was just going to say, we have more in way common than we don't. Way more in common yeah. than our opinions or our angles on stage, because actually if a different angle made our joke funnier, we'd probably change it up to, you know, fit yeah. the thing, you know. You know, I'm finding that on the, on the, the show I'm doing, which is now mm-hmm. called How We Roll. I sometimes I'm tempted and I, I did it once and then I apologized to the person and was like, I'm not going to do that again, mm-hmm. um, even though they didn't seem bothered by it. But like it was giving a line read. So there's a joke mm. and I just want to grab them by the elbow and go, I would hit the word about. Yeah, 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 because yeah, yeah. comedians, unlike actors, mm. are like, look. Jokes are hard. Yeah. And there's a there's a funny way to... There's you the, feel like a brilliant singer in a choir. And you just want to go, just Listen, you're oh a little God, flat on gonna, that. Yeah, exactly. But comedians know how brutal mm. it is and how difficult it is yeah. and how magical yeah. it is to make people laugh. That if I know you have a oh joke my God, that if, I can help, I'll oh tell you. Oh my God, I love but that I would so never, much. But I would never go like, look, I don't want to give you a line read. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actors, and I completely get this, by mm. the way. I realized after the fact, I was like, Oh, she's not thinking. And she actually explained this to me. Mm -hmm. She's like, I'm not thinking of like what word to hit or how to say it. I'm literally thinking of like, why is my character saying this? Where am I coming from? Completely different approach. I know, but then there's a bit of you who's also in that moment, it's hard to go. I'm not the director. It's not my job. But your gut instinct probably was right. As in how to hit that. You know, all of the character stuff. You're not dumb. You've also been an actor for a long time. You've had a series of your own show, Crashers. Hey, he's cracking. Well, this is the problem is I think I'm right. Yeah, but no, but you probably were. There was a better way. And what's really, I find that really hard. And I'm like, oh, we could make this better. 
but actually you need to let it go that it could be better. I find that very difficult That's, because it means you probably be a good director. You know when to step in and go, you're singing fine here, but let's make this, let's get through to judges' houses on the X Factor or whatever <laughs> it is. You know, let's make it all the way to Hollywood. Yeah. It's something I would have thought I would have learned on HBO's Crashers, but I well, you haven't did, you quite did learn. learned to you go. You did learn because you... You did learn because you said it because it was an overwhelming thing. And then you and, and that person might be like, yes. Well, some of them and are. And then and then Katie Lowe's, who plays my wife, mm-hmm. was like, please just tell me how to say it because this is my first yeah. comedy. Just yeah. tell me how to say it. And I she had does that it. on a job. I had a friend who was like, oh, my God, if you hear anything that would help, will you let me know? Because they hadn't done comedy before. And I was like, absolutely great. It's 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 very frustrating to see someone in front of you butcher a good joke. That's it. And oh, I it's and I awful. I'd like to think that I'm as humble as I'm purporting to be. Yeah. Which is like, please give me. A, I say after two takes, I go, give me a line read. Yeah. But I then, know you can hear it. But if you, how um, do you say it? If you watch McCallit, uh, can. What you Macaulay Culkin? But if you uh, watch, if you thank you, this is a lot more on brand now. If you watch Macaulay Culkin, it um, said thought that so after and so I better not do that again. That is the lesson. You stepped in with a gut instinct. You're sweet. And you're like, hmm, I'm gonna, my gut's gonna get me out of that. I won't do it again. And I apologized. That's the situation sorted. It's one of those things. It's so annoying when you learn a lesson, and then you go and do it again, and you're like, oh, but I thought I already learned the lesson. I would never happen. But actually, Dear, sweet, maybe that was a lesson in itself. Yes, that little journey. You are kind. You're doing something that I wish people would do more, not just for my sake, mm-hmm. but when you know what someone needs, just give it to them mm. in kindness. Which is what I feel like you just did. I was like, oh, I, I, I sort of was worried I did the wrong thing. And you're like, but mm-hmm. you didn't do the wrong thing. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. It's because you round the rug rocks it so It was much. bad. Say but something. You, um, say, say, um, but you didn't do the wrong but thing. But you didn't do the wrong thing. <laughs> Terrible. It's like whatever percentage of you is more Scottish. It was just very Scottish. Over. Do the wrong. Oh, oh. 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 Raw. Wrong. Wrong. Ting. Ting. Not ting. 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 Okay, you saw a psychic. Oh, yes, I did. You say a psychic. I've been seeing psychics for years. If you said there's one outside of the street now. You made a face that looked, I thought, I misinterpreted the face like, I don't believe in psychics. Tell me everything about you and psychics. I tell so, me a great psychic moment. Well, here is uh, a GPM the story all about how my life got twisted upside down. Um, if you're going to do it, you have to do the lost middle verse about him on the airplane. And I took an airplane. It was fine. The food was a bit odd. I was like, what's the deal with this? No, I just don't know the middle one. Got to get the kosher meal. <laughs> <laughs> I always pick vegetarian because you can't trust airplane meat. I, hey, and that's how we gave the story. I love you. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so I, I do believe, and this is my belief system, that maybe in 100 years time, science will be able to step in and explain how psychics... Um, uh, are hundred years real? Let's make that 20, two, 20 years. Two years. Two. Um, well, in the same way, we are working out now, like the lizard brain, the mammal brain, the prefrontal cortex of why we get 
uh, afraid and um, even when we're talking about a gig last night the, the, the fear that I'll I won't have my what I think is my powerful thing and that the idea of, of being able to laugh on a vulnerable make people laugh on a vulnerable day be like well if I don't have that then am I just a giant turd of a human because it was this vulnerable day I'm like if I can't do that job what's left of me and that would have been what the panic or the talking loads would have been last night or the oh, peace backstage and seeing someone like you calms me down now we can probably explain that through science and my history and all of those things sure but it's taken until these bloody days to mm. have gotten to that point chicken we egg. probably chicken egg exactly <clears throat> whereas 200 years ago we might have been like she's a crazy witch burner and i probably would have been behaving right. like a witch have you seen something unknown is doing something we don't know what no what's I that i think it's called that they do all these studies it is science's attempts to get in and be like here's a fun one we can tell when someone's staring at us. Yes, we. Of course, yeah. we can. Exactly. Like, but you we, there can, should. There's no reason you should be way, able like, to if tell. If Val smelled your sweat T-shirt, something in her would go. There's my Peter. That's my husband. Yeah. And you lined up all these other. There's so much going on in our bodies all the time that we don't yeah. even know about. Yeah. So the idea of someone being able to sort of tap into us. And realize most likely wanders or paths and use stories to help us see that to me is not the biggest jump to me is not that like sometimes you can just tell you can tell what type of person someone is or if you're afraid or you don't know or something weird's going on or you feel an energy somewhere and that some people without the ability to read that isn't that wild if she's giving me the lottery results then maybe that's a bit bloody wild you know as a jump but I love horoscopes I love psychics because I believe it and I also don't believe it and for me that's a happy healthy medium mm. and when someone <laughs> finds a eh, oh my god I didn't, a healthy even, medium. I didn't even <sighs> see that joke myself Pete oh, oh I'm so embarrassed I'm so embarrassed Pete I can't choy to choy to choy is that like ha 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 for French people that is absolutely I gotta go yeah yeah you gotta go welcome to the Ashling B podcast it was a it just seamlessly becomes I'm here sponsored by the following sponsors well, wait, um, look, Sheds if you're doing Obama yourself I mean yeah, I, exactly <laughs> exactly okay, I don't know um, what I'm but um, yeah happy medium <laughs> lol um, tell me a good one uh, a good, that the psychics have predicted yeah she has predicted definitely all of the men I've gone out with she'll always say I'll marry them I never do but she's down to a T sense totally what situations I was about to be in because this really? one well this one psychic I see she allows me to record our sessions. So three or four months later, because they last for an hour or two, no more than everyone can remember the minutiae of this podcast if they're listening, mm. she will uh, let me record. And then two years later, I might listen back to it and go, oh my God, those things did happen. Really? Ah, yeah. Give Loads me. of stuff. So she'll be like, I see a bloke with... With hair. And I'm like, whoa! We did have was there anything that was like like if somebody is oh. skeptical listening is there something where it's like holy shit okay. that was so specific let me have a, a, a one person I went out with was a bit older than me and had a daughter and they predicted all the parts of that that you date someone with a daughter yeah yeah exactly and that happened within two months and, and, and just the situation around it uh, another um, another thing Catherine would say I mean I've gone to her so much now and sometimes I'm like are you revisiting like just trying to change the future for yourself but she would say it's like guiding 
suggestions uh so for health or something like that uh, um my mother had a fall while moving house and she said when your mother is moving house just be care tell her to just be careful when she's moving house and falling over i mean every si- mm. every single person i've gone out with since i first saw her she predicted their personality their looks everything about them as they would come in their energy um, so not just a guy with a daughter, but they'd be like, yes. he's going to be wild. Yes. He's going to be. I was on, I was doing a job before where it had a bit of tension in it. And then I went to see her and I was like, oh, the tension's over. And she was like, I predict, I'm sorry, but this isn't going to go very well for you. Um, emotionally, there's going to be a lot of fights, but you should stick to your guns in terms of your views and your art and I was like oh I think that's what just happened Catherine so and I can hear myself in this recording going oh I think that's what just happened that that's you're probably picking up on something from the past and you're like oh okay yeah okay well that's good to hear because I am looking at it going wow there's two fights with people in particular and you might not want to talk to them again um and I think you're gonna have to be very protective of your energy and within a month the worst period of my life happened with these with you know my 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 work uh, like being good but the the side of it that was like the, the making of it being so difficult and it was exactly as she'd said and it wasn't a self-fulfilling prophecy it was that she I think maybe if there's a science version of this she could pick up on an energy in me that was not that was a bit vulnerable and maybe that was not going to go well but it was exactly like exactly as she was describing mm. and I, I was like not a chance but she I could feel in her going, oh, okay, well, if you think it's over, fine, but... But it's not? Yeah, it's not, and... Um, so you see the same person? Yes. Oh, and also, I got a job. <laughs> yes, sorry, I got a job. She was talking about, like, um, Doctor Who is this big show in the UK. Yeah. And she's like, I see you just being offered a job coming up soon as part of kind of, like, this franchise, and it's sort of... I feel like there's maybe not aliens, but something in it sort of, you know, this sort of thing. And like three weeks later, I was offered a whole Christmas episode of Doctor Who, which will be coming out in January. Oh, wow. And I was like, she was like, and I was like, oh, is that coming? And she's like, no, oh yeah, by June, I'd say. You'll be doing this in June. Somewhere else, somewhere rocky in the hills, it shoots in Wales. Wow. So that's an example of something that she was, because normally, you know, if someone's like, oh, it could happen any time between now and 2040. You're like, okay fine she's like no 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 by june and we shot it in june in wales and it's got wow. doctor who as these sort of daleks which are these kind of alien things it's a big british show it's kind of a staple cult show in i'm familiar mm-hmm. the phone booth yes <laughs> the phone booth with what about- colin farrell is another movie <laughs> no oh it does have a good phone booth in it yeah they phone get around booth. in this phone booth called the tardis what about ghosts oh sorry ghosts oh ah, what about ghosts i was like colin Colin Jost. Yeah, really Colin seems really Ghost. sweet. That's a Halloween costume Whoa, idea. Oh, Colin Ghost. Colin Ghost. Yes. Have you ever seen a ghost? I uh, feel like you've stayed in a cottage and you. I've definitely just felt ghost. presences, and I've definitely felt the energy of my granddad and my dad. And I'm like, oh, it's not even a question. I know they're there. Did you know a Christmas Carol was originally called a Christmas Presence? That is not surprising. It's not real. Oh, really? <laughs> I was like, you loved it. That makes. I He's was... visited by three Christmas presents. Yeah. 
Oh no. Did you oh, get no. any presents for Christmas? Yes, three. Three, <laughs> three rather ghoulish I presents. I can't wait to open up my presents on Christmas morning <laughs> and seeing what part of my life they show to me. But you you have felt ghouls? Oh, many a ghouls. Oh, yes. Did you ever see a ghoul? I've never seen a ghoul. <laughs> I have felt a the ghouls. <laughs> many times or I've just felt what I do try to say and so this is you know when we're looking towards you're saying about we have to look within a little bit to self-soothe a bit more and rather than to look without or like your gut instinct is there telling you Pete you did a good job yeah you're a good person this is what this is I do feel like sometimes when we feel ghouls or the universe giving us signs what we're actually doing is getting in contact with our inner selves going you know the right path you know this is the wrong path you know yourself it's in there you just have learned to go so far away from your gut instinct that you don't know how to listen to it anymore and we tell those stories as ghouls as ghouls but really Ebenezer Scrooge is visited by himself. Visited by himself going, you know you've gotten a bit stingy. Right. You know you should have been nicer to the Cratchit family. Right. Cratchits? I think it's Crotchet. I'm not Crotchet. sure. Crotchet. Bob Crotchet. No, it's Itchy. Crotchet. It's Itchy Crotchet. Itchy Bob Crotchet. <laughs> Bob Crotchet. Bob Because his pubes have a bob. That would be a nice way of saying like, oh, I was I was um, doing too much like um, cycling classes <laughs> and I got a bit of Bob Crotchet. Oh, Itchy no. Bob Crotchet. <laughs> Itchy Bob Crutcher. And a bit of Itchy Bob Crutcher. And, well, but I would say those ghouls, if you're like, oh, I felt the presence of my father telling me yeah. I was going to be okay. That's probably not your dad. It might be the legacy that your dad has left within your soul to find your own way home. But it's probably your brain's way of processing That's right. the voice within. And, what's and I don't mind that. And I both don't are, mind that. that. The thing that, I, one of the things I find so funny is that your imagination and your consciousness, just mm. your awareness itself, is a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. So when people are just like, it wasn't your dad, that was just your imagination. I'm like, yeah, it's still fine. a fucking insane yeah. phenomenon yeah. of inter... Like, we think we have such mm-hmm. agency and control over mm-hmm. our brains. Mm-hmm. Our brain fed us something from the deep, the bowels of our subconscious, yeah. and it was a treasure. Yeah. It doesn't need to be your disembodied dad coming into your soul and leaving a, yeah, a, a yeah, gift. Yeah. It's 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 still an unexplainable phenomenon that you thought it, that mm, it's happening. Mm. What I'm saying is everything is a miracle. Everything is a miracle, I just had this, I, I have this big, Val and I were talking about, I, was, I can't make this work as a bit, but I was like, I feel like we are the proof of, of a mystery, of a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. We are the proof. It's like we're all pens and we dip our pens in the ink of proof, which mm-hmm. is consciousness, which mm-hmm. we all have. And with that ink we write, there is no proof. Yes. <laughs> which I think is so weird. That's beautiful. You could turn that into a bit or just a TED Talk, successful TED Talk. I know. I'm, I'm, as We're I always older, on the edge. We're always like, oh God, is this going to be a TED Talk tonight? Is it going to be a gig? <laughs> is it going to be stand-up comedy or a TED Talk? And just it's a fine balance. Trim a few punchlines and you got yourself yeah, a TED, TED talk. talk. And you got yourself a mildly funny TED Talk. Mugly? Mildly funny TED Talk. Mugly. Hugger. Um, oh, to circle back to that hug point, thank you very oop, much, Pete. Oop, the body keeps score. Oop. I realized once this comedian who who was like, oh no, every time I meet this person, she's going to come at me like a Labrador dog and hug me and I don't feel physically safe for whatever myriad of reasons. Yes. That once I overheard my friend saying he doesn't like to be touched, I started very obviously when I would see this person 
like standing a bit further away, but still being as warm as I know I can be. Mm. And since like he now greets me with giant smiles because he knows he's safe with me and that a bit of him that literally makes his animal body go is not going to be without being able to to get in and stop because I speak with so much and I am so much. And, and I, I can tell he likes me now because it's not like he didn't like me before, but every single time it would come with some weird feeling. Yeah. And, and just to learn that about him was so nice and go, oh, it wasn't me, but it was a bit of my behavior that just edited that. And like, he probably has no idea that this is all happening or it might even be over analyst of the situation in my head. But I'm really glad I took the moment before I'd be like, oh God, he's so fucking cold. But it's also, I was only trying to be nice. But actually, it was about going, oh, let me read this situation a bit more. That might not be, I'm quite, I feel like I'm good enough at reading situations, but sometimes there can be blind spots if it's not something you know at all. I'm from a family and a community of huggers. And so that would read as cold to me. Right. You know? This, uh, This ties into so much of what we've already talked about. One of them, believe it or not, it, obviously Christmas and what mm-hmm. Christmas can mean to different mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. but also like the joke thing. Like to me, knowing people mm-hmm. is really difficult. So like we should help each other. We should give yeah. each other line reads for like how to deal yes. with each with our with with me. Mm-hmm. Like because the way I related to that was as soon as so when we're making the gingerbreads last night, as soon as I voiced my weird sadness about Christmas, mm-hmm. I felt fine. Yeah. And everybody sort of knew yeah, yeah, yeah. how to deal with me. So it feels like a nice little message. Because what you're is doing like, is help, well, help people deal with you. What's your mission statement for yourself? Now what happens sometimes I find is that and I, I've definitely fallen into this trap where you're so over this is the mission statement of how to deal with me or this is my therapized version is that you're so over therapized with so much language that it can make the just a moment feel false or and I had this with a situation last year that I was almost trying to so get ahead by saying hey listen I'm feeling like this today or diddle this today or this might help with this that that person felt god could we not just have flow or Mm. everything feels like a bit like work Mm-hmm. And now I actually love those situations. I love when someone says to me, hey, I'm feeling a bit vulnerable today. I'm checking in, da, da, da. And other people can feel like, oh, could we not just like gauge it and it's not that deep? Or could we not just... Well, Val and I do that. We have you no, know, no when deep is it not a teachable weekends. moment? Oh, no. De- yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I love that. Maybe it's finding someone who can use that even language to say... I need I need those declarations, mm. though. And sometimes I have to say, believe it or yeah. not. Sometimes it's too much. Sometimes mm. it's a bit too much to go like, Wait, we're here? Yeah. Like, that is the weirdest This was thing. just supposed to be a bit of a chill day. Are That's we right. over-analyzing That's this? That's right, yeah. And it's... Excuse me. I you just burped. Oh, no. Can it you edit that out? I'm no, so embarrassed. A lady never... That's it. my first belch. Ever. What did you think? Oh, I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> Not for me. It was far too shocking. Disgusting. I wouldn't um, do it It must again. have been Val's latte that did oh, it. I blame Val. Oh, Sorry, Val. Wow. I'm misplacing my inner shame on you. That's what I'm doing. Well done. Sorry. There That's, you go. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Transference. Um, exactly. It was a moment where I didn't feel attractive because of what my body did. That was Shutter Island. Absolutely. You would Island. rather say it was... Yeah, Val's latte. Val's latte <laughs> than own that, that you're a gaseous, creaking <laughs> boat. 
You know what that moment really reminded me of? Leonardo DiCaprio's journey in Shutter Island. Oh my God. I don't even like that movie because it's so disturbing, but it did feel a gap, fill a gap. Yeah, all set at night, wasn't it? I'm like, ugh, give it a bit rainy, of daylight. Rainy night, rainy yeah. night. Um, okay, mm-hmm. have you ever almost died? Um, yeah, yeah, the last summer I was hit by a bike. Uh, no, I on my bike. <laughs> I was hit by a bike. You we- were on a weakling. bike. I was on a bike and I was hit by a car. No. Yes. Uh, so still recovering from that physically. I'm so sorry. That's okay. And I think that's why when I went in quarantine in Canada, my leg and stuff like that. And then oh I was my intensely god, somebody writing. told me that like those mm. wounds, especially when we're younger, can just be dormant. Yes. I'm 42. I know you're. Way younger, thank you, Pete. But he was like, when you hit 40, that's when the the injury from when you were 12 starts. He's like, you realize it was just hibernating and you have to deal with it now. Holy moly, yeah. And I was like, well. And I I rammed right into the car. I'm sorry. On my um, uh, shoulder and hip, the bits that, uh, whatchamacallit, the bits of me that. you know, I lean on and I used for writing. So it's my writing arm. And so it's just all oh. the bits. So, yeah. And there's been moments, I'm sure, that I've nearly been close to the edge, of course, of, of death. Like we all are without maybe even knowing it. But When um, you were hit, did you... What what happened next? They got out? I, yes. I went to the hospital. I was ironically no, I mean, on my way to the hospital to get a blood test. Oh, literally... Out. I, I apologised, which is where the work came in, was I could see this poor Uber driver. It was all my fault. I wasn't paying attention. This poor Uber driver got out of the car and was like, what the hell are you doing? And I could see he was being angry, assuming that I was about to go, the fuck, GG, you hit me in your car. I knew it was yeah. my fault. Yeah. And I just kept on saying, I'm so sorry. And that calmed him down because for him... He's just had a shock because it's a bigger shock for him. Yeah. Because it's his livelihood. It's um, the is, fact that he nearly yeah. could have killed a girl, which is worse, the worst thing that could happen if you're driving. It's like And a I was saying, I'm yeah. sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm not blaming you. And it calmed him down to the point. It was like, do you need me to bring you to hospital? I was like, no, no, I'm taking a second. I'm taking a second. You can go. And someone else kind of ran from the street and was like, oh my God. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Everyone, I'm sorry. Like the worst thing happened. My mother is a retired jockey. And she said, you always know that a jockey's going to be okay. They might have broken legs and whatever. But the biggest thing is like, as soon as like, you fall off a horse, you roll off and get out of the way of other horses. So even if you're trained to roll away and get up and walk, even if you've broken your legs. And she said, the only time I'm ever truly properly worried is, is when they, a, don't they don't roll over. Because we're like, oh, that's but something's happened that's worse than they don't roll away from the worst danger coming. So I wanted almost like everyone to know, like I've rolled away. And like, maybe I've got a broken leg. Who knows? I'll check in a second. But right now, I've rolled away and I'm, I'm okay, sort of thing. I am sorry. You have sent me down a very... I've never considered jockeys falling off horses. And now I'm living out that I'm on a horse and I'm yeah. running over a jockey. I'm not trying to be funny. Yeah. What a nightmare. Yeah, exactly. Because you're all... For everyone. No one gets to stop and think. You're like, I'm in a race, I'm winning, let's go, let's go, he's over the hurdle. And also, you can't, you're on a horse. Yeah. So the horse is like the energy. Yeah. And you can't stop the energy once it's in flow. Right. Um, you know, they're they're literally You sound like blind. the lawyer for the guy yeah. who for the jockey. <laughs> Look, you can't stop the energy. But they're blind, literally, what's the blinders. Blinders. They've got blinders on, quite yeah. literally, not even metaphorical blinders. Yeah. And they also have metaphorical blinders. Blinders on, on as well. Because they don't want to be thinking goal. about the pasture life that they yes, could be living. They want to get to that sweet, sweet bag of nuts on the other side. So you <laughs> 
It sounds like galloping. Give me the nuts. 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 You are fun. Thank you. You said that with the cold, dead eyes of a killer. You are fun. Thank you, Peter. This way up, season two. Season two. Out now on Hulu. It's out on Hulu. Please watch it. Obviously, it was tough to promote in America because I could not get here because of the cocoa. And, which you um, got. Which I got. <laughs> I remind um, you. Thank you. Which you got. Me, even though I was a double vaxxed and uh, lasered. Um, <laughs> lasered? Lasered. Uh, you know, there's a joke, double vaxxed and waxed. But actually, I said lasered to throw it yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so it's out. Season two is out. Please watch it. I wrote it for you. Huh? Can you? I think I must have asked you this two years ago. So maybe you have in the last two years. Mm-hmm. Can you think of a time, or when you were a child, can you think of a time you laughed really, 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 really hard? Oh. oh. And within the last two years, it doesn't have to be. But it, I'm just trying to help you not say the one you said last time. Oh. Which neither of us remember, so you could just re- reheat that you one. Reheat it in the microwave. I don't, like I don't I do know if you did. Does this question sound familiar? Um, I don't know if I did, but I really don't remember what I say in podcasts. And people come to me and are like, "Oh, remember when you talked about X, Y, Z?" And I'm like, "No." Yeah. Um, especially riffs. I might remember interesting facts because I. I understand. Them. Sometimes people come up to me and they go like, "Top of the battleship," and I'm and like. Yeah. yeah, or I even last know. night I do this show a lot called QI in the UK. It's like a panel show, and someone who was at the show last night was like, "I watch you on QI," and, and said something, and I didn't have a clue what they meant. But then I was like, "Oh, that must have been some little wacky riff I did that made the edit." Especially if you're in flow. Yeah, like a horse. Know. Yeah, you're exactly. running over jockeys left oh, and right. Oh my god! I was like, "Did I run over a jockey?" <laughs> um, what is your laugh? Your hard laugh? I haven't mm. laughed much these last two years. I've had laughs, but I don't think I've been laughing. Then give me beyond two years. Yeah, give me the one that you seem like you just thought of. You're Ashling B. Mm-hmm. You're laughing and tears are streaming down your face and you you can't you think you're gonna die. What happened? Here's some you want some prompts? Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe yeah. someone fell. Maybe someone farted. Maybe someone fell, then farted. Oh I remember <laughs> telling someone Oh, my sister um, reminded me. I I was like, we were talking about people getting fired. And I was like, I've never been fired before. It's just not something I really do. And she's like, what? What are you talking about? And I was like, yeah, I've never been fired from a job. And she's like, Ashling, do you not remember the golf course? And I was like, I have no idea. And she remembers me getting fired from working outside a golf course that she was also doing the job. It was one of those like, you know, at university, make a bit of cash. And we both, through this agency, got a job outside a really high profile. And my laugh was two. One was half remembering this thing like a drunk blackout memory where there's smidgens of the memory there, but Sinead remembers it very well. And this and the second laugh, actually it's three laughs. The second laugh was because the situation was quite funny. And the third laugh was because it was so on-brand me of my inner soul like baby Pete. How were you fired? That I I was like, oh my God, all of this, like there's no way of the denial in the court that that probably was me. And it was that we were paid to, <laughs> we were paid. You knew because the story was, reeked. Yeah, like the pheromone sweater that Val sniffed at me. Exactly, Peter yes. Pepper. Yes. And so basically we were um, paid, myself and Sinead and our other friend Jane, 
to sort of be a bit glamorous outside <laughs> um, a really prestigious golf event mm. in Ireland and hand out like, thank you very much for coming. Here's your brochure and your ticket. Thank you very much for coming. Here's your brochure and your ticket. And these were like wealthy, well-dressed, a lot of kind of like older men coming in to play golf. And we just had to sit there for hours and it was so boring. And I hate wearing shoes and socks anyways. I'm even not wearing them now as I sit talking to you. And I knew under the table I had my shoes and socks off. And Sinead was like, remember you got fired because, you know, people would come in and check on us. And I was so bored of doing it that I took off my socks, put them on my hands and as people and hid under the table. And as people, these rich men were coming along. I was pretending to be sock puppets, welcoming to them to the golf. And being like, hello, here's your brother. Welcome to the K Club. You're very welcome. Have a good day. And my sister was just sort of also bored, just putting up with it. Oh, no. And it was so on brand. And I didn't remember that that day he was like, you, you shouldn't come back tomorrow. Because it took about an hour for word to, to, spread. to spread for someone inside to go, listen, there's a girl out the front. She's got socks on her hands. It's the summer. And she's welcoming these wealthy people to this prestigious golf event with socks on her hands. And you know, like, my worry is always that I'm a bit much. But sitting there thinking, like, oh, my God, that's that was so pure, my soul, that I couldn't handle being bored. You knew it was the you. Extreme. And I was, like, hoping it would make people laugh, but also wanted to, like mess up the seriousness of golf and the events some way but I completely blanked that out of my mind because not because it's um a bad situation because I've gone on to do so many thousands more of those things and I got fired and let go and I was a bit like well I had a laugh bye you know just flip the table and that my sister had to be at that event sort of probably not laughing much but very resigned to what I was at oh and that God. that dynamic of Oh my God. And I, when she was bringing it up, she was like, do you not remember? And you put the socks in your hands and you would welcome people to the golf. And it and really made me laugh. I love that you deleted it. I also yeah. love that golf clubs wear like socks on top of them. Yes, they do, Pete. <laughs> I was technically so behaving more like, like the club more, itself. This is more appropriate than yeah. you could ever imagine. Look, if golfs can wear socks, then why can't my hands? I'm doing the most golf thing you can golf, right, mm. golf? <laughs> yes, exactly, Pete. <laughs> All right, golly. B, we'll watch it, okay? Yay! This way up. Season two. On Hulu. Hulu. Uh, thank you so much. It's always, you're a zero fresh guest. No, no. Oh, my God. Zero fresh. Zero fresh. Thank you very much, Pete. I enjoy this. I thought you were fantastic. I thought you were fantastic. Thank you for being here. Oh, see? And now our needs are met. Would you would you say uh <laughs> would you say keep it crispy? It's how we end. Oh my god. I can't believe I'm being forced to do the brand. <laughs> keep it crispy. Is that good? No. Oh. Oh I know, I'll do an Boston accent. Okay. Hey, fuck us, keep it crispy. I mean, because there's no word in there that's even remotely Boston. Okay. Then you nailed What's it. a good Boston word that's always like Burglar. Burglar. But no, that's too that's too New York. Burglar. Burglar. Hey, I'm gonna be a burglar now and steal a catchphrase from the show. Everyone, keep it crispy. If that's what I sound like when I'm doing yeah. <laughs> You're like I'm telling you're like I'm like your my sister to me about the sock puppets. That's how you sound. You just didn't remember it. Dear God. <laughs> Absolute stretch. Thank you, we must be. Thank you, Peter Peter. I'm so crispy. My ice game make you haters wanna get me. Keep 